And you're uh, like, Becky, we are now social workers. No, we, we now work for the Salvation Army. I made a badge. You know, it's really funny. I made a badge using my social – the picture on my social security um, – using the picture on my wanted poster, I used that picture on my social uh, – on my Salvation Army badge. The badge said that I was a statistical surveyor. cooking everybody i am joined in the bunker today by my friend mr matthew b cox aka america's favorite mortgage fraudster that's not a thing but we're gonna make it a thing this episode covered matt's life on the run from the fbi back in 04 05 06 so i want to point out that this is all ancient history it's way in the past he's a reform <laughs> can't even say that with a straight face he's a reform man but despite the veracity of his crimes the way that Matthew Cox tells a story, and the nature of some of the crimes is, in retrospect, I want to add that, in retrospect, quite funny. So this this might be the funniest episode we've ever done in here. It's pretty close with Louisa. I, I don't really know, but I was laughing, especially like after the first 20 minutes. I don't I don't think I stopped laughing after that, after that. So I think you guys will enjoy, and if you haven't checked out Matt's 15 to 20 episodes on the concrete podcast they're all great so make sure you go check those out as well very very entertaining guy if you're on youtube right now please hit that subscribe button hit that like button on the video and as always would love to hear from you down in the comment section below to everyone who is on apple or spotify right now thank you for checking out the show over there if you haven't already be sure to leave a five-star review on either one of those platforms and i look forward to seeing you guys again for future episodes that said you know what it is. I'm Julian Dory. This is Trendifier. And please welcome Mr. Matthew B. Cox. Whatever. Feels like it would take a lot longer than that. No, no, I had two surgeries. Each one was four hours. So it's like Still, eight hours. Still, that's, that, that's only eight hours. The, the way you just described it sounded like that would take like three days. It's, it's extremely uh, tedious. I don't know how many actual little cuts and stuck it in, cut and stuck it in. I don't know how many those are Jeez. but he said like follicles or something you have like 1800 hairs growing out and now it's like 3200 and i was supposed to have like so i have like 66 percent coverage and you can get 100 percent coverage but you basically need three surgeries and so i never had the third surgery i went to prison this is two surgeries your no. hair is only 66 66 percent coverage come on yeah i mean that's why you don't need the third surgery no one I'm, would be able to i think that. i do because it's some there are <laughs> i feel like there are some there are points when, like, if the hair hits, if the light hits me right or well, it looks thin, and I don't want thin hair. You and want that's, the full mane. Of course I do. And I'm, you know, it's, I'm extremely, um, uh, you know, shallow or whatever, you know, I, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I want a full head of hair. Fair enough. Well, it was a utility when you did it because you were trying to change the whole appearance and everything. You were on the run. Yeah, but I mean, I wanted it done anyway. Like, it yeah. was like, did you change it? Well, it, it both. didn't. Yeah, both. You know, yeah. would I have done it without that? I may have never really been pushed to that point, but that was definitely an incentive. Yeah. So last time when you were here, it was funny because like the whole time you're like, we're never going to get through this, man. And in my yeah. head, I'm like, I know that's I see where this is going. But it was kind of perfect because I like this has happened twice now where it's kind of like when we finish where one podcast is going to end. It's great because it's two separate eras. And that's why we stopped it where where I did. It was like you were. 
the end of our last episode, you were talking about going on the run. Right. So basically, the first episode filled out all the different ways you committed crimes for all these years, like the actual methods. Highly entertaining, by the way. But this one, you know, there's been a lot that's happened since then, for sure. So I want to take through like the second half of like, all right, well, now I'm, a, I'm one of the most wanted men in the country. I'm on the run. And obviously, we know the ending of the story. People have read your Wikipedia page, like you ended up going to prison. But the actual on the run story, my understanding is that it was like, for what, like a couple of years, three, something like that? Three years. Yeah. So you pull out of Tampa, you take Becky with you. Yeah. We, we close with you talking about when you first got like a real ID, but it wasn't you. And she right, was right. looking at it like this. This is real, and, and yeah. you're like, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But after that, like, what? How did you settle into life? You bought the houses in Atlanta through the whatever that mortgage scheme was. Where you? What? How did you explain that? Well, it, in Atlanta, I didn't buy any houses in Atlanta. We just we rented a house, and I I I don't know if I got to that point where you I was, said this. You remortgaged it or something? Yeah, I, I we we rented a house. Um, in the name of uh, Michael um, Shanahan's name. And I went downtown and satisfied the loan on his home. So now it's free and clear. He had two two mortgages, the first mortgage and the second mortgage, both with Bank of America. Mm. I satisfied those. And then I made a fake ID in his name that said my name was Michael Shan- Shanahan. I then opened up some bank accounts, um, went and got convinced three hard money lenders to lend me $150,000 on the house at the same time. I closed within like a day of each other. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe even the same day. So each one lent me 150 on a house that was worth about about 190, 200,000. Um and so all three lent me 150,000. That was $450,000 I deposited those checks. And when you do that, there's not a record that comes in that shows that you did three on the same house? Yeah, it gets recorded in public records. But it's not for a few months or something. Well, it, it does take a few months, but it wouldn't matter if it was recorded the next day. Why? Because the when they mail in the, the copy of the deed to public records, or let's say not the deed because there was already a deed. So when you, the new mortgages get mailed in, mm-hmm. let's say you get a mortgage on your house here and you got a sec, another mortgage. Let's say you, got a fir- you refinance your house or what, get a first mortgage on it, whatever it is, on your house. So you get a $200,000 mortgage. If you went to another bank and got another $200,000 mortgage and another one, all they do is you sign those documents and they mail them in to public records. That's mm-hmm. why I satisfied his first – any of the liens because when public – when the title company searches the title to your house, they would say, hey, um, you already have a mortgage, so we need to pay that mortgage off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I would go in and satisfy those. So now it looks like I, Michael Shanahan, own that property free and clear. So when I go to the hard but money, but you wouldn't pay anything. You you fake satisfied it. I fake satisfied it, but yeah. n- nobody knows. Like 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 the the new people that are coming along when when they go, the new title company looks at the public records. They don't see a mortgage, so they say he owns it free and clear. How do you? Maybe I missed that. How do you fake satisfy it? 
like without putting money up? So like, let's say you buy a house and you get a mortgage from Bank of America for $200,000. Mm-hmm. You buy the house, you know, whatever, you put your 5% down or 10% down, whatever. But let's say you, you owed them 200000 Let's say one day you hit the lottery and you pay off that mortgage yes. early. Or maybe maybe you do the whole term. Maybe you go 30 years. How does public records know that you paid that mortgage off? Like they don't sit there and go, oh, this is a 30-year mortgage. They don't know if you're mm. making your payments. They don't know what happens. Well, let's say three years after – five years after you've started that 30-year term, that 30-year mortgage, you make your payments and you hit the lotto. And you mail a check to Bank of America. You say, hey, I still owe $195,000. Here's that one ninety-five. They take the money. What they do is they then make a document. It's like a one-page document, and it says it's satisfaction of mortgage or release of lien. And they say um, the mortgage that was taken out on this house on, you know, 305 Sandy Hurst Lane, you know, in wherever, New Jersey, whatever, um, that – you know, there was 200000 taken out on this property, and it was recorded in this um, this record book on this page, You and this is the instrument number, is hereby satisfied. Mm. And so then somebody from Bank of America signs it. It that Another person, a couple people witness it, and then somebody notarizes it. And then they take that document, Bank of America mails it to public records. So public records get that a couple days later. They look at it, and they go, okay, let me pull this up. Some, some clerk there goes. Let me pull this up. Okay. Uh, oh, I see. I see the mortgage they're talking about. Oh, look. Yep. This is a satisfaction to that mortgage, which is in public records. We're going to scan it, mm-hmm. and we're going to record it right behind it. And now, when some, an abstractor comes and looks at the looks at the title, they see there was a mortgage for two hundred thousand. Oh, wait a second. Five years later, which was only a, fuck, a month ago. Um, look, oh, it was satisfied. So he did have a mortgage, but it was paid off. Okay. And so then they tell the title company, I went and I searched public records, and guess what? He doesn't have any mortgages. They don't even say he did have a mortgage. It was paid off. They mm. say, so what's on the title? Clear. So or, you with your fine arts degree are making the necessary paperwork course, to take care of this. Of course. I'm, I'm ordering <laughs> – I, I order uh, notary stamps from that that show up. For people that have notarized things for um, Bank of America, like when I went down there, I the first thing I did is I I do a general search of the area and find Bank of America in satis- Atlanta, in Atlanta yeah. of satisfactions, Bank of America mortgages that have been satisfied. So I get copies of those. Go home. I make it. Well, I, now I know what their satisfaction looks like. Yeah. I satisfy it. I then sign it. I then notarize. I get a notary stamp that looks just like theirs. I notarize it. From this, you, sometimes it's the same notary. I use the same notary because they've got – each branch is notarizing hundreds of these. Wow. There's tons of different branches. And then I go downtown and I say, hey, um, I paid off my mortgage like a month ago and uh, Bank of America mailed me this. And they said um, uh, they said that uh, they were supposed to mail it to you. And then the clerk goes, oh, that happens sometimes. <laughs> and then they, go, they scan it and they hand it back to you or whatever. And they go, okay, it'll show up in a couple weeks or a month or three months. Atlanta at that time was actually months behind. Mm. So, so we did that. And then we, every week or so, I would call down to public records and say, hey – can you check public check my title? Has this been recorded? And they would come back and they go, no, not yet. <laughs> okay. Another week goes by. It has been recorded yet. No, not yet. 
And then they and they would tell me we're currently caught up to this date. So I knew the dates are coming closer and closer. I knew, listen, by like next Wednesday or Thursday, it's going to be recorded. You call them Friday and they go, we recorded that a couple of days ago. Okay. So now you're clear. Now I'm clear. Then mm-hmm. I call a couple hard. Now I am currently living in a house as Michael Shanahan <laughs> in Michael Shanahan's house and with no mortgage on it. I call up three hard money lenders. Did you have a fake name for Becky at this point too? Yeah, I don't know who she was. I was... But she had her own ID, obviously. Yeah, she, I think she was Grace Hudson. She was Grace okay. Hudson at this point. So, um, yeah, I just called three hard money guys. You know, went everybody, you know, everybody's so funny. How do you find a hard money lender? Well, you go, there's this thing called the internet. <laughs> even I, back I, then. I love it when there's like 25-year-old kids who are like, man, I don't even know how to find a hard money lender. It's like, how do you, are you joking? Like, I'm an old man and I'm I'm faster on technology than, any, you ask, you ask, listen, I, you know how many times I talk to my girlfriend's daughter and it's like, she's like, well, I don't know what that is. And I don't know. I'm like, what? Look it up. Yeah. You have the world at your fingertips. If I had this much knowledge when I was your age, I'd have conquered the world by now. <laughs> so you and Frank on with that. My God. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I, I go and I look it up. Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, and I type it in hard money lender, and like you know, forty of them show up. I call one guy and tell him where I'm at, and he says yeah, and he comes by. I call another guy, he comes by. I call another guy, he comes by. I got three of them, and I thought, eh, you know, honestly. Let's stop it. Through. Successive. <laughs> you know, um, at the same time, we needed, we, I could wait for that 400,000 a few months because we still had like, we were down to like 40 or 50 grand at this point. We'd just blowing through money. And I was like, oh man, I, we need to get some money. How are you blowing through money? You know, we're doing stuff like we're going on vacations. We're going to Jamaica. We're going to, you know, we're going to Mexico. We're going to Bermuda. We're Wait going a second. To... You were going on international flights while yeah, this is well, all going on with your fake IDs. No, no, no. By this point, I've I've kind of got like passports. Well, first of all, you don't need <laughs> Fake passports. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> at, at that point. No, the, no, those weren't fake. I got the, I never, I never got a fake passport. I, I by this point, I've gotten driver's licenses in other people's names. But how do you use a passport with Matthew B. Cox on it if you're no, a wanted I don't, man? I don't. If I can get a driver, it's harder for me to get a driver's license in your name than it is to get a passport. Once I've got the driver's license. So to, you did get passports. Yes, but you were said fake passports. They're real. The State Department, <laughs> it's a real passport. Semantics. Yeah. Semantics, well, I mean, you know, yes. this, it's not a forgery. So wait, why is it easier to do a passport than a than a driver's license? Well, because the things that I need to get your your driver's license, which is, you know, I need like I need a primary and two mm-hmm. secondaries, right? And mm-hmm. proof of residency. So I need I don't know if we went over this last time. I need your birth certificate. That's your primary. I don't think we went over this. No. Well, I need your and this is in every state. I need your primary. That's your birth certificate. Yep. I need two secondaries, right? So I need Something like a social security card, a um, credit card bill, usually, right? No, um, you're thinking utilities. Uh, utilities would be to prove your residency. So I need one primary, two mm. secondaries. Two secondaries would be your social security card, and maybe it, it could be your um, high school transcripts. It could be your voter's registration card. It could be a, like a utility bill, which would also double as your residency. You have to prove you live in the state. So, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they'll, they'll say we need a proof of residency because right. I can't 
otherwise I could drive from Florida to Georgia and say, here's my birth certificate, here's my social, and here's my bank account. And they would be like, okay, well, how do I know you actually have a residence in Florida? So you have to show them something like um, voter's registration card or my lease agreement or utilities are in my name because I wouldn't live here, have utilities in my name in this state if I didn't live in this in that house. You know what I'm saying? That's the way they look at it. And all this stuff is forgeable to your with your skills. Um, yeah, but by like I said, but a, yes, but I, I also at this point was starting to, um, you know, basically steal identities. I was getting, um, I was running ads. Remember, I was running ads. Yes, you mentioned this. So I would run an ad for people to, you know, uh, apply for for mortgages. And so they would call and they'd just give me everything. And then I'd order all their documents. Now I got your documents and I'm calling place. People are calling from Florida. Yeah, you were putting in like the Tampa Times or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was putting in the Tampa <laughs> uh, and the uh, the flyer. I've run uh, them in Atlanta where I got people from Atlanta because I wasn't going to get an ID in Atlanta or in Georgia. I was going to go somewhere else. But I so if I'm if I'm living in Atlanta and I know I'm relocating to another state, I might as well go ahead and survey or, or go ahead and um, get some people from Atlanta. Right. I'm here. I'm hanging out. Might as well run an ad. You know, yeah. I'm always running an ad. I'm always getting a call. So uh, I'm just trying to – it's just about people helping people. Just trying to help these people <laughs> get loans. Um, <laughs> so they would call and I'd get their information. I'd order their documents and uh, I'd get their documents. And now that I've got your – I got their birth certificate and I've got their – I got their birth certificate. I've got their their um, uh, their social security card. Oh, they I've would got, send you the actual no, – No, they just gave you the information. They gave me the you information. Made it. Right. Okay. Well, no, I don't even make – no, think about it. If I have you – like, look, all I need to get your stuff is your full name. Yeah. Wh- what, where, what, where you were born. Mm-hmm. What's your father's name – or, sorry, your mother's maiden name. So if you were born in Hillsborough County and I know your mother's maiden name is John – you know, her name is Mary Johnson. And I know your full name and I know your date of birth. I can get your birth certificate. I fill out an application. It's like $22 to get a certified copy. I don't want a copy. I want a certified copy. And they say, hey, we need proof it's you. So I have to make a – I have to make a copy of your driver's license. Mm. But I make, a, I make a copy of what looks like your driver's license. It's not. It's just a, 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 it's a Matt Cox. Special. It's a Matt Cox driver's license that yeah. has your name on it. It could have any picture. They don't. The, the the lady that works in public records doesn't. I'm sorry. That works in the vital statistics office doesn't know what you look like. Is that different today? Like, do they have any facial recognition <sighs> stuff? Yeah, no. I don't think so. Volunteer <laughs> no. so, is not funded in the DMV. No. So I'm I'm I mail that in with the thing. They listen. I've mailed them in where I had all kinds of stuff wrong. I mean, I don't have the father's name. You got careless? I ha- no, it wasn't careless. Cox? I don't have it. I don't have it. Like, That's like, careless. It's an application. You're a perfectionist. Or, or what if the person gave me wrong information? You know how I many guys who have told me my father's name was like Richard you know, Smith, mm. and I get it back, and it's not Richard Smith. It's like John Williams. Like, <laughs> like, like I can't believe that guy lied to me. You know? <laughs> how or dare maybe, you? Maybe he just doesn't know. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I fill that out or it says what hospital they were born in. Do you know how many, how often hospitals change names? So if you say, Hey, I was born in top Tampa general, Tampa general, isn't Tampa general. Now, now Tampa general is, you know, St. Mary's hospital. Or what, I so, can't name the hospital I was born in. Right. Well, not just, that. it doesn't matter anyway, but they still have, they still ask. So I would put it down. I've had people's mother's maiden names wrong where the guy must've been like, something's wrong. I'm going to tell him her last name was Thompson. And then I get the document in. It wasn't Thompson. It's completely different. 
But I still and got it. They don't get. They don't come after you. Like, oh, this is kind of weird. Some woman who's it. making fourteen dollars an hour working at, <laughs> at working in the vital statistics. She don't give a fuck. She's like, she's like denied. What an idiot! He doesn't know his mom's making <laughs> <laughs> and throws it away. Or better, she goes, poor, poor guy, fill it. Go ahead and fill it. Give it to him. He's an oh, idiot. Oh man! I mean, it's him. It's his driver's license. I have a copy of his driver's license. He paid the fee. He filled out almost all the questions, right? Give it to him. Out of, let's say if I did 50 of them, I bet you there's only one or two I ever didn't get. Or they came back with a letter saying, look, this is incorrect. We need the correct information. They don't pursue it. Mm. So I'm getting the documents in. Once I've got their birth certificate, their social security card, I, of course, registered. I immediately registered to vote. So, <laughs> you know, I have your information. You can do that online. So I got a copy of your voter registration. I have a copy of your lease agreement, which I can make. Um, by this point, I'm getting utility bills in. I can obviously alter the utility bill. But so then I go in the DMV and I say, hey, you know, I have this, I have that. And I show it to them. And I get, they go, yep, this is you. Stand over there. They put your information in. They stand, you know, you stand there and they, they take your picture and you get a driver's license. Mm. Or even worse. That's simple. Well, yeah, sometimes like if you can't prove you have a driver's license in another state, like I usually ordered a certified copy of their driving record from the other state so I didn't have to take the test and I can use that, you know. Oh, sometimes you have to take the oh, test. Oh, I've taken, you know how many tests I've taken? Oh my God, how many times have Let, you done that? Oh, um, you know, half a dozen. Listen, I almost, <laughs> what's so funny is in Tennessee, I almost failed it. That's what's really funny is I, I remember I, I got, I was, you know, I, I, first of all, I didn't know what the, the alcohol limit is different, right? Like it was like 0.002 or point, like in theirs, it was different. I got it wrong. Oh, really? And then like, the, they're like, if you get a DI, like the first time, like you lose your license for like a year or something. Like I was used to them not losing it for a year. But you had to take the, re- I'm talking about also the regular manual yeah. test too yes. with the cones and But shit. if you're, if you're in your thirties and you go and you get in the car, like the guy doesn't make you do it. The guy's like, drive up here, take a left here, take a right here, take a left, left, right. Okay. Just go back. And you're like... <laughs> He's just because the guy's looking at you like I'm, you're a grown man. Yeah, you showed up in a in, in a fifty thousand dollar vehicle, <laughs> you know, which is now probably an eighty five thousand dollar vehicle. You know, you showed up in a brand new sports car, but you're not driving yourself to show up. Oh, I don't know. I drive myself. Oh, because you're because you technically already have a license in the old state. Yeah, I have a license in another right. state. Right. Hey, right. oh, listen, I've sometimes I, um, what was the guy's name? One guy uh, I had. Like he had his license. I've had several of them suspended. But when I start surveying homeless people, like I had a guy that had, I, I've had guys that had suspended licenses. So I would have to pay like an $800 fine or a $400 fine and get them to reinstate their license so that I could get their license in another state. Oh, so they were suspended for like failure ex- payment or yeah, stuff. Yeah, like Got stupid. It. Like they didn't pay a ticket or whatever. So I'd pay that ticket and then I could get it in the other state. Um, but like I literally like would show up knowing I don't have a license in the other state. Yeah, I, I could get one, but it's expired. He had a f- owed five hundred bucks. I paid the five hundred bucks, so now I'm going into Tennessee getting the license, and they check. You know, okay, yeah, you you're, you're eligible because if you show up and you're it's been suspended somewhere else in another state, you can't get one in this state. In another state, you know, they'll check. They have a hub system where they can check. They say, oh no, there's a hold. There's a lot of steps to this one, but this you know now that you've described it the whole way, like. It's a lot of bullshit, but it's it's so doable. It, it is doable. It's doable to somebody who doesn't see obstacles. Like like to me, it was like that's 
you know, those, those, well, they see obstacles, but to me, it's like most people do this. They, they get, they hit a, a wall and they're, you know, oh, you can't get it because of this. And they go, oh, I guess I can't get it. What do you mean you can't get it? Well, yeah, they said I have to have my my birth certificate. I don't have my birth certificate, so I can't get it. Okay, well, you have to get your birth certificate. Well, I don't have his birth certificate. Yeah, but you have the information. Well, I know, but when I went to go order the birth certificate, they want a copy of his license. Like, that's so stupid. I don't have a copy of his license. I'm trying to get a copy of the guy's license, so I can't do it. Listen, do you know, like, it's like, you better get creative. This is America. Yeah, what if your house, and I used to always say, what if your house burns down and you lost lost everything your parents are dead you lost everything you have nothing you're telling me that you never get a driver's license never you don't have a birth certificate you don't have anything well i guess i could go get one no you just told me you can't because you don't have your driver's <laughs> remember the house burned down and your wallet was in it you don't have a license how do you get it well, um, right right you, somehow there is a way and i get on the phone and just argue no you don't understand i don't have that I don't have that. I don't have that. And they go, well, look, you need to go and get like – like you read the form and the form says you have to have these eight things. OK, I don't have any of those. What else can I do? Most people go, I don't have it. I can't do it. <laughs> well, I guess you'll just be homeless. I guess you'll just never have a job and be homeless. No. You call them and say, well, I don't have those things. I was never in the military. I don't have a worker's ID. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have that. What else? Help me. Help me. And, they'll, and they don't say you're just fucked. <laughs> Yeah, bro, it's over, man. You might as well just shoot, <laughs> just shoot yourself. Their life's over. No, they go, okay, here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I was, this is guy who keeps, who always talks about the sauce, you know. The, the what? There's this guy on YouTube that talks about the sauce, like the special sauce. I'm going to tell you the secret. It's like the secret. I'm going to give you some. You know, who this, is that? This guy, this guy named Kevin Ford. He runs a YouTube channel. But oh, I, yeah, like, no. like, but they'll give you the sauce if you call them up and tell them <laughs> I can't. They'll give you the sauce, the secret recipe, right? And they'll tell you. Look, here's what you do: you go and you get somebody that knows you, who says this is who you are, and they've known you for seven years, and you get it notarized by a notary. And guess what? We'll use that in, instead of your drive, copy of your driver's license. Like the buddy system? Yeah, there's a buddy system for this. If you go to get your birth certificate and you you've never you don't have a military ID. You don't have a copy of a passport. You don't have a copy of your driver's license. You don't have a copy of of um, a worker's ID. You did. You don't have a, co- a student ID. Like I have none of the things you're asking me for. Do I have? Now what do I do? Well, what, well they'll go. All right, here's what we'll take. Like they have to take something. Like you can't. They can't say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're just screwed." No, no, the no. You have something. to give me this. So you figure it out. Okay, look. Do you know anybody that's known you for like five or six years? Yes, great. Take that person, have them type up a letter with their driver's license saying that they know who you are and they vouch for you, and then go get that notarized. Now, are they criminally liable? I have no idea. I don't care. They probably don't exist either. Also, fucking Grace, whatever fake. Yeah, who fake well, well, person was basically no, telling you listen, this? You know, am I concerned about other people? Come on, you. No. you three and a half hours with, with me the other yeah. day you know i have no concern for how badly i'm damaging anyone else yeah. the point is is that i got the, the information and i'm moving on i'm getting what i need and i'm moving on so once i get a driver's license do you know what it requires you need for a passport no you have to fill out an app i did one a couple years ago but i don't remember any of it you fill out one you fill out a, it's a one-page application you fill it out you sign it you bring it to the passport um office which is typically in a in a um Courthouse sometimes uh, or a mall. Um, actually, uh, usually most of the ones I've been to are, are in the uh, uh, post office. So mm. you go to the post office, 
you, you, it, during a certain time, you stand there, they walk in, they go, okay, give me your driver's license. They look at it. Okay. They mo- <laughs> it's you. Pretty sure the driver's license administration already decided that that was me. And two, so they look at it and then they go, I need a copy of your birth certificate. You pay your fee. They take your original birth certificate and they mail it off. They mail it back to you in 10 days and then you get your passport. Now you get your passport back in about three months. Back then you could pay the fee to rush it and you got it back within about 10 days. I think you can still rush it. You can, but it does not do 10 days. It's not 10 days. It's definitely not 10 days. The rush one is like 60 it's still is it sixty. That long? Yeah, it's forever. I, I just remember. went. To, I just went to Europe. What were you doing in Europe? I went to um, Amsterdam. I did a TV show called um, "Inside the Mind of a Con Artist." Oh, yeah, perfect. I was, I was uh, um, studied by three um, three scientists or psychologists or whatever. Oh, you know right. what? Wasn't there a trailer for this or something? Yes, I, that's I, yeah. that looks interesting. When's that coming out? It already came out. It was, it was on Discovery Channel, like. Um, Curiosity Stream is that Shit, discovery? You got to tell me this. I, I I actually that looked like really interesting. I it wanted wasn't. to see that. It wasn't, but <laughs> it, it right, could have been watch better. It. Fuck you people. <laughs> it could have been better. I didn't realize how much of it was really about like the scientists. It was really more mm. about them talking about you. And I was like, you interviewed me for three or four days, and there was very little uh, about me, and there were even parts of it that they got blatantly wrong. Like they went during editing, they just really blatantly got some things wrong. Like what? Like if you like, I told them what really happened. Remember that there was Pete and Pete and Gretchen Zayas are the ones that wore a wire on me when I was in Tampa in the diner. Right in this, they take two separate parts and they basically say that my ex-wife and her husband wore a wire on me. That's absolutely untrue, and I never said that. I've never said that ever, nor would I. Why would they do that? You know, they were like, oh, it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. No. It was that it worked better for, for the, the the flow worked better. Hollywood. Right. Instead yeah. of me having to explain who Pete and Gretchen was, I had already explained who my that my ex-wife had been remarried. And you cut this piece out. And then you said that, you know, she called me and asked me to go to lunch. And they wore a wire when it absolutely is not what I said. Look, if it's a feature film or something, okay, I understand this stuff happens. But, like, when you're doing a documentary or, like, content that's a documentary stuff, you can't Ish. do that. Ish. Oh, Ish. Still. Yeah. You can't do – like, that's – you can't do that. Yeah. You're well, in it. <laughs> I, I mean, I I hear you. It's what happened. So my ex-wife was furious. My ex-wife, who yeah. already doesn't want to be interviewed by anybody – and every time I one of these things happens, I call her up. I say, "Hey, they want you to be absolutely not." She's like, uh, "They never treat me fair. I had all these horrible things said about me in the newspaper that weren't true, and blah blah blah." And then what happens? I don't. She doesn't even participate. They still hammer her. It's like no wonder nobody these people don't want to. And it's over there too. You can't. Damn. Yeah. Well, there's nothing I can do. And you know, I mean, because that's a, for her. Like, not even for you. For her, that's a suable offense. Y- you would think, but but here's the thing, like. She never saw it, you know. I'm the one that mentioned it to her, you know. No, like it, it's on Curiosity Stream. I mean, come on, okay. you know. There's so much content out there. There's so many things out there, you know. Once again, at this rate, we will never be done. So <laughs> I go to Atlanta. I steal four hundred thousand dollars in. You Alpha. have a passport. You have a. You have a driver's license. Yeah. Everything. So we're blowing money. Yeah. So I get about four hundred thousand, and after I get the four hundred thousand, um. You know, what we're doing is we've got a system to just get everything out in cash. Like, there's no Bitcoin. This is 2004. 
You it, didn't invent Bitcoin? I thought you so were Satoshi. There's no, you know, I could have I could have bought gold or silver, you know, precious metals or maybe even diamonds or something. I didn't know anything about that. The only thing I could think of was get the money out in cash. Like if you get it out in cash, you can put it back in in cash. You can you can spend cash. I can launder money. I can buy houses and pay for everything in cash. I can, there's ways to do it if it's cash. You're always liquid, right. basically. Yeah. So I figure, okay, get the $450,000 out in cash. Um, so we start, we open up a bunch of bank accounts. And what would happen is like Becky would open up bank accounts and write me checks. I would walk in. It's a new account. So it's been open like two weeks and some guy walks in and asks for $6,000. Now, granted, there's 40 or 50 or 100,000 in it, but the banks are weary. Like this person opened up an account. Three days later, she deposited a check for 80 grand. Is there a rule on the withdrawal side similar to the 10,000 on the? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But, and it's 10,000. Like if I ask for 10,000 in cash, so I'm going in for five or seven for eight for six. But you just said, how much money did she put in this account? That's two weeks but, old? But it wasn't cash. It was a check or it was a wire. Oh, right, right, right. Because that's only hard, right, yes. right, right, only hard cash. Right. So we're walking in and what would happen is I'd go in for $6,000 and they'd say, um, hold on a second. And they'd walk in the back and they would, she'd be in the car and her phone would ring. And they'd go, hi, Miss Grace, you know, uh, or Grace, sorry, Miss Hudson. Hi, we have someone here at the bank trying to cash a check. Oh, could, could you verify the, the, you know, the, you know, whatever, uh, the payee and the amount she'd go, they'd say it's for $6,000. They go, oh, yeah, that's Scott Cugno. <laughs> yeah, he did some work on my house. That's, that's good. I wrote it for 6000 Okay, thank you. And then they'd come back and say, okay, yes, Mr. Cugno, how do you want the 20s or 50s? They'd give me the money and I'd leave. Do no people do that? Like a contractor goes and picks up money from a, from a person who hired them's bank account? Sure, if you wrote me a – like if I went and did put a new driveway in – and I say, and you write yeah. me a check, I might go cash it. Sure, why wouldn't I? But you were withdrawing $6,000, no? From her account. Yeah. She wrote me a check. Why can't I, I go and cash the check? Oh, so you had an actual physical check. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So she wrote me a check, and they're, they're verifying that you wrote the Got check. This is back. There are these things called checks. Maybe I should explain checks first. <laughs> That's, that was my fault. <laughs> oh, you should see my girlfriend laugh when I pull out my checkbook. Uh, She's like, what are you doing? And what's that? And I'm like, just stop. I have a big checkbook back there. I yeah, still use um, them. Yeah. It's the one boomer thing I do. So I do it a lot less, though. Um, yeah, I write two. I think I have two or three I write. No, I think probably two checks uh, a month. Um, I used to just like to pay my rent in the check because I could take a picture of it, take a picture of the envelope and everything, and they, that company could never fuck me over. Do you ever so that's you have why to actually mail it in? Oh, yeah. yeah but I, you didn't have to do that. I did that, though. Yeah. So, well, back then, I, so anyway, I would walk in. I'd get it. So then we'd, we'd leave, drive to the next bank, walk in, $7,000. She'd be sitting in her you – know, these are, this is how you learn how banking – how it works, how all the checks mm-hmm. and how they work because you know because I'm all parties. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm in the transaction or in the fraud, I'm all parties. Yeah, you're on each end. Yeah. So I walk in. I catch, Then we drive to another one. She'd walk in and she'd cash a check. <laughs> then I'd drive in to the next one. I'd walk and I'd catch. So we do this all day. So we get like 400000 $450,000. And as a reminder to people, you're not using disguises or anything. Oh, I, I mean, you you're walking pictures? in as the same person in every single place. They got me with Starbucks or whatever like, like this. <laughs> it, pictures of me going... <laughs> Looking at the camera, drinking because I know they're taking pictures. Uh, I know that because as soon as they do the transaction, that thing is taking pictures and putting it in the machine. Yeah. Of and I'm staring at them like 
I don't care. Oh, well, we need your thumbprint. They look at you like, your thumbprint. Let's do that. Like, I'm already Whip wanted. Whip it out, baby. Give a shit. Yeah. I'll, let me, like, I've never been printed. <laughs> Here's how you properly roll it. Roll it. You're teaching them how to do yeah. it. No, no, no. You're not turning it over. No. Yeah. That's not a good print. Let me do that one again. I don't want APHIS to have to work. So, you don't want who to have to work? APHIS. What the hell is APHIS? Automated, the automated federal fingerprint. Uh, oh, like this. Yeah. Got it, got it. Um, for the feds. So, I mean, Georgia has one too. In Georgia, when you get a driver's license, this is why I never got a driver's license in Georgia. You actually have to give your print. They don't, really? they don't run it, but they run it for identity in case like you die or in case they want, they have an internal system Yeah. so that, so that they don't have to run it through APHIS because APHIS charges. Like people understand that, that the, all they're like, oh, they can run it through this. Yeah, we can run it through the system. But the feds charge us when we run it through the system. So they don't run all prints through the system. People think, oh, as soon as you get printed, they run it. No, they don't. Always money, man. Right. If they don't run it, if they have a driver, if you get arrested with your driver's license and their your identity isn't in question, they do not run your prints through through APHIS. So you could be wanted mm. as someone else in another state. But if you get arrested for a fist fight and you've got a driver's license in that state, they're not going to run your prints. So George is the one that takes care of this ahead of time by getting their own. Well, they can. They can. They still don't if you only if you're in question. Like if you say I'm in right. Georgia, I have a Georgia license, right. and they then they'll they'll they might run it. So my my point is is that I'm I'm in Georgia, we get we're getting out cash. We've got maybe whatever, 3 400,000 and I it, we I get frustrated. It's been like a week. We've been doing this over the course of a week or two. Wait, wait. This is only a week or two into your we're, drive away from Tampa. No, no. I'm saying once I do the closings. Right. Once okay. I have the closing, say, Jesus Christ. You know, the hard money guy shows up. He looks at the house. He says, like I said, I got three of them. They show up. They look at the house. They go, okay, yeah, it looks good. Worth about $200,000. i will lend you one fifty. dollars They schedule a closing. I go to the closing. I sign the paperwork. <laughs> I get in my car. I take that, you know, and I have those checks were cut up. So I would get to the closing and I'd say, hey, can you cut up these checks to different people? Like I owe contractors, I owe people. I'd like to be able to just, I don't want to have to deposit the check and wait. I want to be able to give this guy a check for five grand, seven grand. Now, why would you do that? It's just, that way I don't have to, de- back then you deposit a check, you have to wait for it to clear. So you might have to wait five or six days or a week or whatever. So, okay. and I want to depo- I want to depo- de- I want to deposit these in different checks, different accounts that I own. Mm, right, because you're on every end of it. Yes. Plus, some of these are these are names that are I'm I'm all these parties. So I also want to be able to walk in and get a, get a check issued to, let's say I have an ID in the name of I, I don't know John Doe. I want to be able to walk, get that check, walk into their bank, right, and say, hey, I'm John Doe. I just had a closing. Here's my check, and they go for oh, five thousand two hundred twelve dollars. Okay, Mister Doe, hold on. Boom. Here you go. How many IDs do you have at this point, approximately? Not many. Five. Five or ten. But that was enough, obviously, yeah, for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you can open up – typically, you can open up about three accounts in each ID before they start saying – before the banks start going, did you open up any other bank <laughs> accounts? Like I just pulled you through check systems, and you've you've got three other inquiries. Mm-hmm. Have you been opening up banks? And that looks weird. Yeah. People just don't do it. You know, not in a short – not like like today. Did, did you – we got one at 10 o'clock today, one at 11, <laughs> one at 11.45. It's now one. What, did you stop and get lunch? You know, what are you doing? This, the only people who do this is someone who's running a scam. So you can typically open up three, and by the fourth one, they just won't open up any more banks. Mm. 
So everyone's getting them. That's that way I can get the money out quick. And do all those IDs have driver's license at this point? Or yeah, no? oh yeah, yeah. I've oh, got they all did? You have to. So there's not some other way around that, well, like showing proof either, of social security or something to open a bank account. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know back then. I know now, but Ooh. back then I don't know. No, it was a little if, crazy. Even look back then, I could open up using a fake ID. So I, some of them are fake, some are real. Fair. Okay. Um. So what happens is at one point I get the. I'm going to simplify this transaction, um, for the sake of explaining. But what happens is I do a closing. And I say, I need you guys to cut up all these checks. And they say, okay. And I said, I need, you know, this one for this much, this one for this much, for these different people I, I owe money to. And the title company says, okay, no problem. So they cut them all up. One of, so <laughs> this is all happening in the same place, by the way, um, or w- within that same house. So I got them to do it at the title company because this is the reason. I had gone into the bank one time with a check for like, and it was like $130,000 or something after the closing. <coughs> and so I walk in the bank and I I said, hey, um, I need you to cut up this into different um, uh, different cashier's checks. And the woman says, do you have a bank account here? And I said, no, I don't. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And I went, well, why not? And she goes, well, we just don't do this bank policy. And I went, okay, I said, I mean, this is a check drawn on your bank. You have the money. She goes, oh, no, the money's good. They have money in the account. And I went, okay, well, I need that, this check to be made into cashier's checks. She goes, I understand. She goes, first of all, she said, you realize there's a fee of, you know, whatever it was, $4. And I went, per cashier's check. Back then, now it's probably 10 And And I went, yeah, that's fine. I'll pay the fee. I said, here. So I give her the, here's a piece of paper. Here are the, the, the amounts. And she goes, yeah, we just don't do that unless you have a bank account here. And I went, okay, but I. I don't. She goes, why don't you just deposit it in your account? And I went, okay, because my, I have a bank in Florida and I don't want to wait 10 days or 20 mm. days for it to clear. The money is good. I'd like the money. You have the money. And she goes, yes, we do, but this against policy. And I went, fuck your policy. And I said, okay, so <laughs> this check, I have a driver's license. I have a credit card. I have my social security card. I have three things. I said, I, I have everything I need. This is me. She goes, right. I said, so if I wanted cash, you could cash it. Mm. Then I can go buy the cashier's checks. Is that it? And she went, well, yes, but obviously it's a hundred and whatever it was, a hundred and whatever, 130,000, whatever. And she goes, yes, but obviously, um, she said, obviously, you know, we don't have that much cash here. I said, right. She goes, you have to go to a cash, you know, a, a bank, one of our bank accounts that has that kind of cash and they would take a couple of days. I said, okay, can you arrange that for me? <laughs> and she goes, I mean, I, I could, I would have to call down. There's a bank on Peachtree. It's whatever bank on Peachtree. They would, yeah, they would be able to get cash that. I said, great. So that takes what, a couple of days? She goes, yeah. I said, I'll wait. I said, can you go ahead and call them? And she went, are you serious? And I went, yeah, I'm serious. I said, I need this money. You won't make it into cashier's checks. So could you please call them and arrange to get $130,000 in cash and I'll go pick it up? Now, you weren't worried about this setting off alarm bells? No, because I, I know she's not going to do that. And even if she how, did, how do you know that? First of all, what do I care? I, I'm using Scott Cugno's driver's license. I have all real documents. <laughs> like you can check. Like yeah. run it. Call the police. Let's yeah. get them down here. You owe me money. Like listen, I'm ready to argue. So is what, your fa- question though is your face in a lot of places now because you are wanted by well, the FBI's been, Secret Service. Yes, there have been newspaper articles, but they're local in Tampa. 
Not in, not in so Atlanta. So they weren't pushing it nationally yet. No, not yet, because they think I've just kind of disappeared. They may they 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 probably think I'm still in Tampa somewhere, just waiting <laughs> to pick me up. They don't realize I'm on a fucking crime spree. <laughs> so so I say, look, you know, it's one hundred thirty thousand dollars. I forget the honestly, I want to say the amount was like a hundred thousand dollars. So I said, um, I go, I said, look, I you know, arrange it so that I can get a hundred thousand dollars. I'll go down there in a couple of days. And she looked at me and she goes, okay, well, I'll call down there. I said, do me a favor. I said, when you call, tell them that I want it all in dimes nickels and quarters and she looked at me and she goes you're joking i said no no i'm not i said when they ask you why you want it in dimes nickels and quarters i said i want you to tell them about your policy (laughs) i said because i said you owe i said this is money that's here i said i want the money i said it's unreasonable i said and i can't wait till they have to count all that money out for three hours because you wouldn't cut me some cashier's checks i sat there and she went you're serious and i went absolutely and she sat there and she goes, do you have those names? And I said, yeah, I have them right here. And she goes, okay, well, it's $4. I said, I understand. Oh my God. And she goes, okay. She goes in the back. She comes back 10 minutes later. She says, here's your, your cashier's check. I said, thank you very much. And I walk out. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying this episode, please be sure to share it around on social media and with your friends. Sharing the show is what helps this show grow and continue to get great guests like this. So thank you to everyone who's been doing that. And thank you to all of you who will. My my friend Jim DiOrio, the FBI guy, I've mentioned him before to you, but like he has this quote where he says politeness and familiarity breeds access because he was an undercover. I mean this guy, you know, he'll go in anywhere to this day and he'll be able to find his way in there. I'd even amend it and say that's correct, but with you, brashness and familiarity breeds access. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, listen, the next one I – so I tell you that story to to help – Pull us uh, or under, let you understand what's going on and the kind of you know the the minutia of right. what's happening. Right. So you know we're getting calls, we're getting this, and every time I walk into one of these banks, Becky would say, "Matt, what if you get arrested?" And I would go, "If I get arrested, listen, if I get arrested, I'll be arrested as, um, you know, I'll be arrested as." Michael Shanahan, or I will be arrested as Scott Cugno, or I will be arrested as, and I would tell her, I'd be arrested as one of these guys that I have a real ID in, in at this point. I have a real ID. It, but they'd be, they'd be arresting you under the... The alias. Yeah, but they'd be arresting you under the idea, in that scenario, if you're getting arrested for walking into a bank, under the idea that you're committing a crime, therefore they're probably going to like run to see, like, all right, who's who could be changing their identity here to be on the run? I have a driver's license in the name of... Scott Cugno. Right. You can look up Scott Cugno. No, I'm saying like they may look at who are all the wanted people, like con men right now. Who's wanted? I know, but they might. But at this point, how wanted am I? I and there's a few, there's some articles, but I'm not, I but mean. You got to be in a system. Well, I understand, but what's my alternative? So True. here's, you know, True. I mean, listen, stick with podcasting. <laughs> so so I, I don't have a choice, you know? I don't have a choice. Like, it's like, look, if they arrest me, they will arrest me as Scott Cugno. My my identification will not be in quite – keep in mind, I had a buddy who was a sheriff's deputy in Hillsborough County. So I kind of know how it works. You know what I mean? So I, I say they'll arrest me as Scott Cugno. My identity won't be in question. I'll get arrested as something like opening or or, or something like a false, uh, you know, like um, what do they call it? Uttering a false instrument or which is like a, a bad check or it'll be some bullshit bogus charge. I said, so what you do is you immediately go get me 
a criminal defense attorney, even a shitty one, can get me out the same day. Because think about it. No money, nobody, all of these mortgages, all this money is there. They're not going to say $100,000 is missing mm. because those mortgages were funded. It was, the money's good. So I don't know what they could arrest me for. But I said, let's assume they do. It'll be on some trumped up bullshit charge. You go, you get me an attorney for five grand. A local attorney will go straight down there. He will get me a bond. I'll have a, a bond will be set. I said, you pay the bond immediately. Get me out before they can run my, my fingerprints because my, my identity won't be in question. So I say that to her and she goes, oh, okay, okay. I go cash a check, come back. We drive, we go do something. We'd go rock climbing or something. We'd come back. Hey, let's swing by a bank. We'd swing by. We'd cash a check for eight grand. Yeah, we'd come back. We'd go play golf. We'd go shopping. We'd come back. We'd go cash a check for $5,000. And every time I would walk in the bank, she would say, wait a minute. What if you get arrested? I go, what the fuck? What do you mean? (laughs) The same thing that I told you four hours ago. You get me in a turn. I know, I know, I know. Jesus. So at one point, I get frustrated. It's been going on for weeks. We've got two, three hundred thousand dollars at least. And how long since? Just for timeline, how long since you left Tampa? Oh, this, this point? has been months. Yeah, months. Because remember, it was several. They were several months behind. And what year is this? Two thousand four. Okay. So, at this point, I so I'm going. I go into a bank one time, and I walk in the bank. It was SunTrust Bank. I was Scott Cugnow, and I had I borrowed the mo- name, the money, in the name of Michael Shanahan. Um, I go in the bank. I, and I, I get tired of going in these banks, and I, I just want to wrap it up. And I have a check for $29,000. So I go in, and I say to Becky, I'm going to go cash this check for twenty nine grand." And she goes, uh, you said nothing over $10,000. I said, I know, but I'm, I said, I don't care. I'll, mm. I'll fill out the CCR. I mean the CTR, the cash transaction report. I'll fill it out. I don't give a shit. You're getting a little impatient. You get sloppy when you get – you know, I get cocky. So I walk in. I go up to the counter. Here's twenty nine thousand dollars check. Here's my ID. Here's my my uh, here's my credit card. And she looks. She goes, um, "Do you have an account here?" I said, "Uh." Uh-uh. And she goes, "Okay, well, I saw large check." And I said, "Yeah, but I was told that you guys did cash transactions, large cash transactions." And she went, "We do. Why don't you just deposit it?" And I went. I don't want to deposit it. I don't have a bank account in Georgia. It's in Florida. I don't want to wait. I need the money. I need to pay some people. And she went, uh, can you have a seat over there? I said, sure. So I go sit down. The manager comes out. He's got my ID. He's got the check. He's got the credit card. And he looks at me and said, okay, uh, Mr. Cuganow, why don't you deposit? I explained the same thing. And he says, okay, um, I'll be right back. And he walks in the back. A couple minutes go by. He comes back and he says, um, so – how, why, do you, why do you need the money? Like, why are you getting the cash? And I said, she, he goes, you understand we have to fill out a, a transaction report? I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand. And I, he goes, let me, and he gets the information. Okay. And I said, because I explained to him, well, I need cash because I, I have to pay workers who have done work. And I typically write them a check and I cash their checks. And what did you say your business was? Construction. Mm. And he says, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then he goes, oh, hold on. And he leaves. And I remember Becky kept calling me. Becky calls and she's like, she's called my phone rings. I go, what's up? And she goes, what's going on? What have you been there for like 15 minutes? I go, I know this guy's being a dick. He won't give me the money. He's, we're arguing. She's like, come on, just leave. Get in the car, get in the car. I said, he's got my driver's license. He's got a $29,000 check. If I leave, he's definitely calling the cops. So I said, I'm going to write it out. She goes, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I go, calm down. Don't call me again. Hang out the phone. You know, he comes back out. He asked me another question. 
Now I'm frustrated. He goes back in, he leaves. Okay, fine. Comes back out. Another question. How'd you get the check? And I go, I did, I work for a construction company. I said, I, uh, we did a, I, I, I own part of the construction company. I said, it, it doesn't matter. I said, the point is, is that we did a, an addition on this guy's house. He just refinanced his house. He gave me the check. And they go, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Guy walks off again. I'm sitting there. Becky's calling. Phone's ringing. I'm telling her, stop calling me. Call me if the cops pull in the, in the, in the front. Call me. <laughs> don't call back. Hang up. Then my phone rings. I look at the phone, and it's a, it's a phone number I don't recognize. So I pick it up, and I go, hello? And then somebody goes, hi, uh, is this Mr. Shanahan? And I went, is this Michael Shanahan? I said, this is Michael Shanahan. And she goes, this is, hi, this is Laura from SunTrust Bank. So Laura is calling from the back of the bank. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, what's up, Laura? And she says, hi, we have someone here trying to cash a rather large check. <laughs> and we were wondering if you could verify the funds. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, I, I, she goes, it's for $29,000. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Scott Cugno. $29,000. She says, oh, okay, so it's good. I'm just verifying the payee, and then it's a, it's, you know, it's a rather large check. I said, absolutely, I understand, I understand. Yeah, it's good. It's totally good. And, she and goes, you're oh. in the bank. In the bank. And she goes, okay, all right, well, thank you. I said, hey, by the way, I said, how did you get this number? She goes, oh, well, that check was drawn on an account for a title company that she said. And so we called the title company, and they said they had refinanced the house. And they gave us your phone number. I hope that's okay. I said, perfectly okay. No problem. I'm glad. Thank you. Give, uh, you know, one, Scott Cugno, good guy. Bye. Hang up. You wave to the camera up there too? Put, put the phone down. <laughs> you know, hold the phone for a little bit. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Click. Hang. Uh, <laughs> keep talking. So in case she's staring at me, right? So hang up the phone. Uh, about five minutes later, she and the manager come out. Well, somebody, I don't know if it was her, but uh, some woman, the manager comes out and he goes, Mr. Cugno, um, here's here's your here's the, the money. He counts out the money, you know, a thousand here, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. He counts out twenty nine thousand dollars. I he counts it out twice. She looks at it. She goes, "Okay, scoop it up." I stand up, and as I'm shoving it in my pockets like a fucking homeless person, like a hobo <laughs> or something, like I'm shoving it into in both my pockets. Right? He looks. He looks at me, and I'm getting ready to leave. And he says, "Mr. Cugno," he said. I'd like to say I feel very apprehensive about this transaction. And I go, really? What is it exactly? He goes, you know, I can't put my finger on it. I go, it'll come to you. <laughs> and I walk right out of the bit, right out of the bit. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm terrified. Like if you ask that guy, he'd say, no, the guy was perfectly fine. He hung out. He asked me to get him a soda. Like I asked him, I was like, hey, can you give me a soda or something? Like I'm part, if I have to wait here, I mean, do you have any soda? And he's like, uh, yeah, he went and got me a seven, uh, like, a, like a, I mean, I'm getting me like a diet Sprite or something, you know, a seven up or something. I mean, I'm perfectly at ease. You would have never known, but that might have been why. Inside, trembling yeah so yeah he gives me the money i walk out i remember i jumped in i got in the car started the car and i was like holy shit she goes what happened what happened i tell her what happened i said i'm telling you right now there used to be a tv show called masterminds i go this is going in my masterminds uh episode <laughs> and she was just like what the hell i said i'm telling you so anyway uh, we end up leaving atlanta we go to charlotte north carolina why'd you choose charlotte um you know, we'd been once, um, you know, Becky would look up online, good, nice cities, you know, to to stay in. And it was nice. You know, Charlotte was nice. It reminded me of Tampa. Um, 
nicer than Tampa, I think, in general. It was just a super nice area. It was uh, Bank of America, Wachovia. Like, all these big banks had their headquarters downtown. Um, and, you know, keep your enemies close. So, <laughs> I... Uh, that had nothing to do with it, by the way. We didn't find that out till later, uh, till we actually got there, and we realized like one of their headquarters was right across the street from <laughs> from where I, I live. I didn't even think of that. That's so hilarious. I, I uh, we we go there. I forget. We we rented this place as like a couple grand, two thousand, like eighteen hundred or two thousand dollars a month. It's um, a nice place back then. Man, it was nice. Yeah. It was super nice. Um, it was a in this huge high rise in downtown. So I'm saying it's like a bougie place. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was super nice. Hey, listen. It was polished concrete floors, uh, stainless steel. Like, it was, like, over the top. And nobody had lived there. I mean, it was, it was nice. Like, it was wow. a brand new place. So we move in. Um, we buy, like, I buy, like, a, an Affinity sports car. She buys a car. She Then she gets another car. We get, like, the 300, 350Zs had just come out. The new 350Z, like, got one of those. Like, we're just being stupid, you know. I think we had th- three vehicles. And so we, we go there. And then, but I'm, I didn't want to run a scam there, so I get there and I'm living there as. Well, how much money do you have left at this point? We've, we've got four hundred thousand, maybe four hundred thousand. You know, we've only spent maybe hundred, hundred fifty after buying the cars. Yeah, well, no, I'm financing most of the car. Okay, all right, fair. I can finance anything. I, I mean, listen, yeah, I'm gonna. I don't doubt that. I'm gonna, you know, I'm built. Keep in mind, this whole time, I'm building credit histories. I'm building synthetic identities. I keep forgetting that, like, you're also, like, you're incentivized to do that as oh, well. yeah, I'm, I'm always working. Yeah. Listen, you can ask, like, my current girlfriend, like, I work, like, 60, 70 hours a week. I'm oh, always doing it. something. You're a machine, man. You know, like, I, I, I just, love your work ethic. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, her, to most people, you know, work is work. They go to, they go to Walmart or they go to their, their, their job at the accounting firm. They work eight hours. They come home. But... To me, I'm answering calls all night. I'm answering this. I'm texting. I'm doing this. I'm doing editing. I'm doing this. I'm writing yeah. writing stuff. I'm writing email. To me, I'm working all the – you know, I might sit down and talk and have dinner with you for 15 minutes. I go right back on the computer. We're watching TV. I'm answering comments. Yeah, you're a machine. You have the you have the YouTube channel. You put out so much content on there. What's the official name of the channel, Matt Cox? It's, yeah, it's, it's Matthew Cox, Inside True Crime. Okay, so everyone go subscribe. And then you have you have multiple TikToks. You yeah. ha- you do interview shows. You do your own content. You go and travel and yeah. do content for different people all the time. You, you're a ri- how many books have you written now? Seven. Jesus, I'm working Christ. on my eighth book now. How many of them were done in prison? Um, uh, five. So you still have written three books two, in no, the last uh, two books. I wrote five. Two, I've written seven. So I wrote two while I got okay. out. But I had the outlines pretty thoroughly done. Uh, uh pretty good. So it was really just the writing. I don't the know outlines. Where you the find hardest. the time, man. I mean, it's it's, I wake it's, up at it's very impressive. I wake up at four o'clock every morning. I go to bed about we go to bed at like eight thirty or nine. Every you know maybe ten. Wake up. I get like maybe four or five hours of sleep. Boziak goes to bed at nine. Boziak sleeps twelve <laughs> hours a day. He he sleeps. Listen, and Boziak, I barely eat. Boziak eats like a thirteen year old child. He eats. He'll go to he'll go eat a couple hamburgers. I mean, everything is fast food and hamburgers and this. And that. I, I can't. He takes in six thousand calories and he weighs one hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah, he's in good shape, man. It's ridiculous. Good genes. Some people, me, if I go if I break fourteen fifteen hundred calories a day, I start to balloon up. Yeah. So, um, you're in Charlotte. You were saying high rise. I'm in Charlotte. Cars. I'm always working on. I'm always creating people. Uh, by this point, uh, you know, I told you I'm, I'm getting Social Security to issue me. 
social security cards to children that don't even exist. That, yeah, you covered we, that in the last in episode the first, right. very well. So, so we'll leave right. that there. So I've done that. I'm getting fake IDs. I got a, dry, a guy by the name of Michael Eckert. I remember, I remember Becky's living as somebody named Michelle something. Because she used to say, oh, my God, Michael and Michelle. Like, oh, my God, we're like Eminem. You know, it was, like, it was like, it's just so, it's like, not really. Really, at this point, I don't want her around anymore. I can't stand uh, I don't like I her. I can't believe you haven't, like, kicked her out yet. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, that's nothing. She's, she's screamed. She would get into arguments at 2 o'clock in the morning. She's had the cops called a couple times because she screamed. We're now in an apartment building. Mm. So you scream at 2 in the morning in an upper, upper class, upper middle class apartment in downtown Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Their police show up. Yeah. So I, I'm living in Charlotte, but I go to, to um, Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm, and I buy two houses. Well, buy, I'm sorry. At this point, we go to Las Vegas. So we go to Las Vegas, and we give her family, Becky's family, a bunch of money. Not we, she. So I go. She goes and gives them, I forget what it was at that point, $40,000 or $50,000. She goes. She gives them a bunch of money. Um, and we, we survey a bunch of homeless people. So at this point, I decide we're going to start surveying homeless people. Now, what goes into that decision? So um, <laughs> don't judge me. So, so uh, what happens is my concern was when I got Michael at when I got Michael Eckert's information. Um, when I got Michael Eckert's information, he told me he had been arrested. He'd had a DUI, and so when he had the DUI, we were Beck and I were driving, and I had a driver's license in his name, and I'm driving, and like I. had I got pulled over and got a ticket. Like, so I got so many tickets in Michael Eckert's name. I went to driving school as him. Yeah, because I was going to lose his license. I, you know, when, when you don't care about the points and the, or the money, yeah. yeah, I'm driving 95, 100 miles an hour of getting pulled over. They're giving me a four or $500 ticket. I'm like, yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> you know, what do I care? I'm not going to be this guy. But I start thinking, I'm going to lose this guy's license. You again, Bill? Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I got pulled over one time when I had like 30 grand stuffed in in the in the visor of my of my car one time, I mean, it's literally the the cash is like dangling. Hanging, dangling, and the cop he had the big rimmed hat, and he's talking to me, and he couldn't see. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was thinking, if this guy searches the car right now, I'm done. Like I've got I got multiple IDs in, in the in a in the back in like a, a big accordion um, file folder. Like oh I'm done. Like God. what am I got? I can't believe I did. I usually didn't do stuff like that, and I just happened to. I thought he sees all this cash. He's gonna. You know, he's our step out of the car. Yeah, exactly. It's bad. Like even I'm like, yeah, you're right. I deserve that. (laughs) Totally, you made the right move. So, um, anyway, uh, so we're driving after I get a ticket, and she's like, "You weren't even worried or anything." I was like, "Well, you know what? I am worried about." I said, "I'm not worried about it. The car's in this guy's name. I have full insurance. The car's in his name. It's finance. I have a driver's license. I have full coverage insurance. I'm not concerned. What I'm concerned about is, I said, what if this guy gets another DUI?" Like he told me he had a DUI four or five years ago uh, while I was taking his application for some reason. I didn't even ask about mm. it. I just asked, did you have any felonies? He said, well, I, got, I had a DUI a few years ago. Is that an issue? I said, no, no, I just have to ask. <laughs> and I said, what if he gets a fucking DUI? I could be driving around on a suspended license and not even know it. Mm. And so I remember we were pulling up to a stoplight. Um, we were getting off the interstate to go get like um, lunch. And she goes, I said, we need to find people that like viable um, – identities for people that like aren't using them and she was like what she said like prisoners or like mental patients like who and i went i don't know i'm like i'm not sure how i would even go about doing that I'm, i could probably figure that how to get 
people in prison to give me their information. And I was thinking, I was like, but then they might hit warrants. Like, I don't know what that entails. And then I remember, I looked over and there's a guy sitting there holding a will work for food <laughs> sign. And I went like that guy, <laughs> that guy right there. And she goes, the, she goes, I remember she goes, the hobo. <laughs> like who says hobo? Um, nobody uses hobo. She goes, the hobo. Uh, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I pull over, I walk over to the guy and I say, hey, bro. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And I said, <laughs> I said, let, let me ask you some questions. And he just looked at me. I go, I'll give you 20 bucks right now to answer some questions. And he goes, okay. And I said, listen, man. I said, um, so I started asking him questions. Do you, when was the last time you were gainfully employed? Do you have a driver's license? He goes, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? Is it DUI? Is it, he said, oh, I think it's just expired. I go, just you just let it go? He's like, what do you do? He goes, well, you see a car? <laughs> he goes, I don't drive. And I went, well, I thought maybe you had lost it for a DUI. He goes, no, it just expired. I don't have a car. And, he's, and I went, okay. I said, uh, do you have any felonies? He goes, no, nah, I mean, I've got a bunch of misdemeanors, like, you know, peeing in public or being drunk or something. I said, are you on probation? He goes, no, guys like us don't get probation. I went, what do you mean? He said, well, I mean, how am I going to get probation? He said, I don't have a house. Like, I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm unsupervisable. <laughs> and he said, no, they have the judge. They put me in jail for 30 days. Maybe the judge gives me 60. I do another few days, and they let me back out. He said, they can't. So you were okay with people with that on their record? Yeah, with misdemeanors? Yeah. Sure. That was fine? <laughs> yeah, the bank doesn't have any clue. So mm. I, I, I said, okay, okay. And then I, I remember I gave him – he kind of looked at me like, wrap this up. And I put my $20 <laughs> – well, you know, it was ticking. So I gave him another 20 bucks, asked him a few more questions. I remember, <laughs> I remember one of the questions was, I go, do you think you'll ever be gainfully employed again? And I remember he went, no. He goes, this is it for me. I remember thinking, oh – that's a little sad, but thank you. I like I like where your head's out. You, head's out. You've given up on society. You're you're ready to live in the woods. Apparently, he lived in the woods back there. And oh, God. yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. So I I I hop up and I leave. And I got. I remember I told Becky. Did I you said, get his social security? No, I wasn't prepared. You were prepared. So I, I, I wasn't prepared for that. So what he did tell me was he told halfway through he goes, "What are you doing? Taking a survey?" And I went, I go, no, why would I be, what do you mean? I said, people, a lot of people survey you. And he goes, well, I mean, like social workers and stuff come out. They'll, they'll do like surveys and stuff. And I, he goes, I mean, he's, or if you go into, go to like the Salvation Army to check in to Salvation Army and try and stay there for a few days, he was asking you to fill out like a form. And you're and like, I, Becky, we are now social workers. <laughs> no, we, we now work for the Salvation Army. I made a badge. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I made a badge. Using my social – the picture on my social security um, – using the picture on my wanted poster, I use that picture on my social se- – <laughs> uh, on my Salvation Army badge. The badge said that I was a statistical surveyor. So it's on there. On, and I, I made a little – pull that up, the wanted Matt Cox Oh, it's wanted. horrible. It's, it make, I look like the Joker. Oh, my – you did not use this picture. Absolutely. I'm putting this in the qu- – that one. Uh, wait, no, that one. No. Look, at that's my Joker picture. You you actually literally do look like the Joker in that. Like, it looks like you're wearing face makeup, minus the white shit. You use that as a Salvation Army picture. Yeah. You look like you're ready to fucking invade the Congo. Listen, <laughs> these guys were concerned about the 20 bucks. It's a Frank Amadeo <laughs> reference, by the way. If you know, you know. I, so, I, um... I end up making this survey form. It's 17 questions long. 
It says it's a statistical federal statistical survey form twenty five oh six. And so I even put like a little recycle thing at the bottom. I put federal forms such like I pulled all this stuff off. You know, it's all bullshit. I do. I, I want to say this real fast for yeah. your benefit as well. For the people out there who are listening on Apple and for now just listening on Spotify, more to come there. But you may actually want to like watch some of Matt say this stuff on YouTube because the facial expressions that you're missing when you're listening are fucking incredible. I, go ahead. <laughs> you know what you really ought to look at is the, the hair drop too. Because look at that picture. That picture, imagine like that's, that's me trying to cover it up. I was super, super balding. Really? Yeah, you saw the picture. Look at the picture. Look how it looked. I didn't even notice that when I looked at it. Oh, wait. I just did Matt Cox. Look. It. Hold on. Right there. That one I can kind of a little. You can tell a little. You can see up, like like up and look at this one. That one you can tell. That one, and, but that's like a. Um, those are but, profile. Those are like can, candid pictures. These yeah. profile ones you can't tell. No, but I'm also trying to cover it. I'm parting my hair in the middle and parting it in the middle with it combed over. That's the comb uh, over. So you can imagine how far back it went. Okay. It was not good. It was in a good situation. <laughs> you were losing it. <laughs> I mean, it's an effort to put that picture as your profile picture on on match um so what happened is i i make this form i make a badge and i start going out and i start surveying homeless people you know i say i would walk up to them and i go you know hey bro you got a minute i said uh, i work for the salvation army we're taking uh we're doing surveys to try and determine where we place our next homeless facility i used to say indigent but they would go what and i go it's a homeless <laughs> facility and i have to find a, a 30 year old guys that are in their mid to early 30s who are white like that's that's not easy there's a you, homeless guy you don't have the bell with you do you the what you're not ringing the salvation army bell right no no okay. i'm a i'm a i'm a survey taker just making sure. i don't know i don't even know if salvation army has survey takers <laughs> but i know that i know more than these guys and what they were most concerned about is because they would always say i'd say hey take a survey right now you know it's 17 questions they go oh, i'm not interested and i'd say it pays 20 bucks cash right now suddenly i'm and interested they go, Right now, you're going to give me $20 right now. Your $20, $20 takes five minutes. Yeah, man, what do you need? I'd have to show <laughs> them the money. I'd have to, I realized if you flash the money, they would be like, huh? Yeah. And then I'd say, yeah, uh, full name, date of birth, social security number, mother's maiden name, where were you, what county were you, and state were you born in, have you ever been in the military? Have you? And i just go through the whole thing, boom, boom, boom all the way through. Do you, do you receive social security, social security disability? Do you receive food stamps? Do you, I've, I had asked a bunch of stuff I don't even need. You get, you get them talking. Just get them saying, yeah. And once they start answering, they just spill everything. So I get all the information, <laughs> and then I would have them sign it. You know, for <laughs> for my supervisor, I guess I don't have an arts degree as well. Um, and then I leave, and now I get their information. I'd go home, I'd pull up the application, and I would order a copy of their of their birth certificate. I would order a copy of their driving record. I would order a copy of their social security card. I would order a copy of. I would register the vote in their name. I would, and of course, now I I know what states they have ID in. So I wouldn't go to a state where they had – I wouldn't register to vote in the state they registered. You know, they, they had uh, an ID in because I have to go in the DMV. So mm. – but at this point, I'm now going in and getting home IDs in homeless people's names. So Becky and I go to – stop, stop, stop judging. So that's going to be a clip. 
Like that's a clip. Yeah. That's a short right yeah, there. That's probably a short. So <laughs> I feel bad. We'll get to Don't that. I look like I feel bad? <laughs> no, you Do I no, look I'm broken the, the up over it? The funny thing is, like, people who aren't familiar with you, like, they wouldn't think that right now, but I've talked with you about the no, parts they, we haven't gotten to. They hate me. They think I'm disgusting and what uh, a horrible, horrible human being I am, and that's fine. I sleep like a baby. So, do I have... I just drank the water with on the lips with it. Do I have... How's no, that? you're good. You won't die of poisoning. Don't worry about it. I'm not concerned. I'm concerned about how I look. No, you look great. I'm fine with dying of poisoning. I, I can't even see it. Okay. No. So, <laughs> and like, I had like two lines right here, and you let me go the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it be fine. I think you're the first guy to drink off the uh, Sharpie. Nice yeah. job. Well done. Anyway, so, so you get all these homeless right, IDs. And I meet a guy in, I survey several guys in Vegas, and I meet a guy named Gary Sullivan. Oh, Gary. Gary Sullivan is uh, homeless. I, I, I pull up to this, you know, an area where there's some homeless guys. I pull up and I get out of the car. And I, Becky told me, hey, let's go here. So we go here. I get out and there's a couple of guys sitting on a bench and I see him. And as he gets closer, I remember him thinking, hey, he's, he may not be homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, it's not that bad of shape. And I, I saw him. He's like 5'11", maybe six foot. I'm going to say 5'11". He walks up and I said, hey, man. Uh, and he goes, yeah, well, what do you need? And I went, um, I, I'm taking surveys for the Salvation Army. We're trying to determine. He's like, ah, I'm not interested. No, bro. I said, it pays 20 bucks right now. He's 20 bucks. You're giving me cash right now. I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, man, what's up? And I said, okay. I said, uh, first of all, I said, are you, I hate to ask you this. Are you homeless? He's like, yeah. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, he was pretty well put together. He had all his teeth. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, was in good shape. So I was like, okay, he's a little disheveled, but so I take I, your name, date of birth, social security, another, what's your uh, mother's maiden name. So I get all of his information and uh, I get in the car. And so while I'm taking the information, I, I, I said, have you ever, do you have any felonies? And he goes, I have a, a few, uh, I have a few felonies. No, he said, I have a few misdemeanors, I think he said. Mm. He, and I go, for what? And, and he goes, prostitution. And I, and I went, prostitution. And in my, you know, for me, prostitution, women get arrested for prostitution. Men get arrested arrested for solicitation so like it didn't occur to me that he was a male prostitute and oh. right so i went prostitution because my he, head went to solicitation yes. too. Yeah. so i looked at him and he goes he said and he could tell and he goes yeah yeah he said i offered to blow a cop for 20 bucks <laughs> and he said and i went oh you're a you're a, a male prostitute and he looked at me he goes yeah he said well he goes he's i mean a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do like that, but he said it real, you know, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. He immediately became flamboyant. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I get the rest of his information and then I leave. When I go back to the car, Becky's like laughing because it, it, because it turns out that, that area was known for sex workers and she could see the guy and she thought prostitute. Yeah. Talk to that guy. He thought so, you weren't Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, he's, so I give him the 20 bucks and I get in my car and I leave and I'm in. She's like, how's your boyfriend? And I'm like, man, I said, what the fuck? I said, and, and she, I go, he's a prostitute. She goes, yeah, I figured he was. So anyway, we get to Charlotte. I go to uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And I, I, I've now, I get a, a, an ID in his name, in the name Gary Sullivan. I go and I buy two houses. I get a realtor. I go and I find a house. house uh, one house is going for like $110,000. I convince the owner to owner finance it. I get put down ten grand. He owner finances it. I immediately go to public records, satisfy the loan on his house. Mm. 
I then just like you did in Atlanta, just same way. Only the difference is we actually have a closing. The house is in my name now. It's in the name Gary Sullivan. (laughs) So I get rid of him completely. So then I go and I find another house, a guy uh, by the name of uh, Dr. Brown. So I go to Dr. Brown, Bridget Brown and Bruce Brown. Um, I go there and the real estate agent opens the door. I walk inside. I think I went halfway up the stairs. Like I don't even go upstairs. We, we went to five of these things. Walk up. I go, yeah, it looks great. Let's put a fucking contract on. <laughs> Come back. This guy's got to be like, this guy's a maniac. I'm like, so we put five contracts on in a, in a day. We put like five contracts in on houses. Like I don't care what your house looks like as long as it's not missing chunks of drywall and it's not raining inside. And this was a nice house. This house is worth $225,000. So I say, look, tell them I'll put down 20%. On, on this house and the other one oh no I put down 10% on both houses see if they'll owner finance it keep in mind what does owner finance mean again it just means that you, I can pay like we have a closing the deed transfers into my name and I make payments to you for the mortgage so you hold a mortgage the mm, title company right, will write right, up a mortgage right. and file a mortgage now the Browns actually have a mortgage on their house for, worth about $200,000 so I tell them we'll do a wraparound mortgage which means I'll pay you you also get a mortgage on your house, and I'll pay you, and you can pay the first mortgage. That's perfectly legal. And so I explain it to their realtor. My realtor, my realtor explains it to their realtor. Their realtor comes back and says, look, I've heard of this before, but I don't really understand how it works. I explain it to them. So I'm now – these are realtors that have 20 years' experience. I'm explaining how this works. Mm. They don't know. So, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's at this point I start realizing, like, I know so much about real estate that, that guys that have been doing it forever just don't know. These are real estate agents. They have no clue. And you worked, you know, for people that didn't hear the last one, that you worked in that business. Yeah. Like, you get it. Right. Inside right. out. Super creative. And this is perfectly legal. And, you know, they come back and they're like, yeah, well, what if this happens? I'm like, if this happens, we can do this. If, well, what if we want to do it? We can do this. Okay, what about this? We can do this. And I explain, I, I, I have answers to all their rebuttals, so they agreed to, to own or finance the house. We have a closing. I go to the closing. I give them $25,000 down. Um, uh, they hold, hold a sec, uh, they hold a wraparound first mortgage, and I owe them – every month I have to pay them like $1,800 or something, and then they pay their mortgage company. Mm. Same thing with the first guy. I think I pay him 900 bucks or something. So God, I would never do that if I were them. Brutal. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't tried to convince you yet. I think if ten. I think within ten minutes, I could. I could convince okay. you. Convince Listen, me. they didn't want to do it either. I talked to him ten minutes on the phone, and they're they're, they're real estate agents. Like, I think it's a great deal. He was telling them no. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, absolutely. This so is- you're basically throwing in juice somehow. You're throwing in extra oh, money I, somewhere. I'm. Look, first of all, they couldn't sell their house. I, I'm. 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 You're getting top dollar for your house. You're getting the same amount of money you would get if I came in with cash. Mm. So what's the problem? And I'm paying you. And I even am willing to sign a deed in lieu of foreclosure. So if I don't pay, you can file the deed in lieu of foreclosure, and you can just take the house from me. You don't even have to foreclose. There's, it's, it's a win-win for you. Um, well, I mean, with the exception of Matt Cox. So, well, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, Gary. No, honest. Gary Sanchez. Gary, Gary Sullivan. So what happens is <laughs> I immediately go downtown. I satisfy their loan on the house. And I satisfy um, the wraparound mortgage. So there's no mortgage on the house. And I do that by signing using the name C. Montgomery Burns, the aging tycoon from The Simpsons. <laughs> so I sign it C. Montgomery Burns. I notarize it. I say he works for the bank. Um, 
Yeah, th- see, that's <sighs> the kind of thing you do. That's the kind of thing you do. And I think I mentioned this last time. This is the kind of thing you do. And then you, you think it's, I thought it was clever. And then I get got in front of the judge. Yeah. And, and it's the kind of thing where it's just like, you fucking psychopath. Like you signed with using cartoon character names. I'm like, listen. <laughs> Hear me out. I know how it sounds. But I mean, look, let's take the morality out of it, Your Honor. It's pretty funny. Fun. It's you have pretty to have funny. fun. <laughs> anyway, no sense of humor. No. So uh, what, what ends up happening is I, I – so I do that. And um, – I now own two pieces of property free and clear. I then turn around and I go to multiple banks and I borrow money against them, mortgages against them, you know. So the one house I get I don't because know. you did the thing again where you forge it and get the public record changed that's all Yeah, I went downtown, I satisfied yeah. the loans that they had yeah. on the public records. And then so now I own the house is free and clear in the name of Gary Sullivan's name. Now Gary Sullivan has no credit. He's got a couple credit cards, but he doesn't even have credit scores. At this point, I actually pay off like Fifteen or twenty thousand dollars worth of medical collections he had. He'd had some kind of an accident, um, and you know I've got an idea in his name. So I I've opened up several bank accounts in his name and several corporate accounts, and I opened up a cor- a, a corporation in his name so I could get additional corp. Sounds <laughs> you're very judgy. Look, I'm just sitting across here listening to you talk. You keep going. Anyway, so I've got whatever six nine bank accounts. You know. 69. Yeah. Six, no, not six, six or nine. I don't know. <laughs> so a lot of them. I got a bunch of bank accounts and I'm bank accounts in other people's names. Um, what ha- oh, uh, and by this point, I'm now like now I'm on the Secret Service's most wanted list. I'm not number one, but I'm on the list. Have you seen it? Because this is what, maybe like nine months out now, something like that on the run a year? Um, This is. Yeah, this is coming up on about a year. Okay, so have you seen any? I've seen news the, oh, reports, of course, I've like seen like them. on TV or yes. anything at this point of view. Not on TV, but there's tons of news. Well, okay, no, at this point, when we left Atlanta, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. When we left Atlanta, there was a bunch of Atlanta local news stations on Atlanta that had uh, our pictures on it. John and Jane Doe. We've been indicted as John and Jane Doe because they didn't know who we were. Now, they figure it out pretty quick, but initially we were immediately indicted as John and Jane Doe. But didn't the task force know it was Matthew B. Cox? No, no, but this is – keep in mind the Secret Service, this is in Atlanta. We left Tampa, went to Atlanta, committed a completely different crime, not related to oh, Matt Cox. Oh, my God. They were – oh, I missed that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the original crimes that you committed. You're saying that they were covering you for those crimes in Atlanta and yeah. you were just John and Jane Doe. Oh, no, wow. I've been indicted. Been indicted like in Tampa. But that's the Atlanta thing is, is what got yeah, you on this the list. Is, yes. But it, not as your name. No, as John, John Just and Jane Just a sketch, Doe. Yes. right? Well, they, once our fingerprints come back, like once they start getting the checks in, they eventually they eventually put it together fairly got quickly. It. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. The The feds have a system where they can put in uh, different, different uh, aspects of a crime that will tell you other people that have been arrested for similar crimes. Right. And when they start putting in identity theft, bank fraud, mortgage fraud, you know, financial, and they start listing, you know, synthetic identities, they start listing the things that I'd done. Like I'm, I'm like, it's immediately I come up. But on top of that, I put my actual fingerprints on checks and things. You know, I wasn't trying to hide. Like, I'm, yeah, if you're already wanted, you're wanted. It's over. So I, uh, I, so anyway, I go back and I've, I've got all these mortgages. I'm tr- starting to do closings. Scheduling scheduling closings. And where is this? In uh, Columbus, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, right. So, um, so what happens is, I 
I close on like five loans on this one house, and it's like five or six hundred thousand dollars on the one house, the smaller house, the one that's like one hundred and ten thousand. Um, and so I've got you know I've got these things are like ninety six thousand, a hundred thousand dollar loans. So those are closing, and I've scheduled a bunch of closings for the second house, the bigger, the two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So I'm trying to do them all pretty close. And those, those loans are going to close soon. They're coming within a week or two. I'm closing. Quick, I'm, yeah. I'm starting, you know. So I've already closed like, I closed like five loans in like two days in one, in, in Gary Sullivan's name. And at one point I get a phone call from, I get a phone call from uh, somebody with a Washington Mutual, a lawyer with Washington Mutual. And he says, is this Gary Sullivan? And, you know, I've got like a bunch of phones. So I'm picking up, you know, yeah, this is Gary Sullivan. <laughs> I think so. Let me check. I put a piece of tape on the back of the phone. <laughs> it says Gary Sullivan's phone. <laughs> yeah, this is Gary. And he says, uh, hey, uh, this I'm a lawyer with, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Washington Mutual. I said, okay. He said, um, we were contacted by a title company and apparently we are not in – we got you a first mortgage, but apparently you have three or four other mortgages on this house that are all first mortgages. Or And we didn't know that. We're a first mortgage, but we're not in first position. We're in like third position. How did they find it out? The title company called them. Like I could explain the whole thing on how that happened, but that's the 10 minutes. It's yeah, too we, much. We, we don't need to do like right. full details. But basically, you hadn't successfully pulled off that thing where you clear the loans yet. I So they all got recorded. Uh-huh. During the course of this, mm. a title company doing another loan stumbled upon it. You know, I could explain why, how long, but doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. That, that makes Point sense. is, they stumble on it. I feel it's not my, it wasn't as a result of anything I had done wrong. It was a nosy person at the title company, whatever. That's, you, you just fly in the ointment. You just can't account for those things, which is why I'm, my biggest fear about committing fraud to this day. There's some things you just cannot account for. Yep. So um, she ended up calling Washington Mutual. They called me. They said, here's the issue. I said, oh, whoa, 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 okay. And the guy said, look, I mean, I'm hoping there's, an, there's some way we can resolve this because this is fraud. And I said, ah, listen, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I said, uh, look, I said, have you mentioned this to anybody, like any uh, law enforcement or anything like that? He said, no, no, it just came to my attention. I'm trying to make the, do a collection and try and figure this out before we have to get that far. I said, well, let's, let's I think the best course of action here is to get your, your company their money back. Right? And he said, absolutely. I said, so if, we, if I can arrange that, we can make this go away. He said, I don't have a problem with that. I just want our money back. I said, okay, give me about a couple hours. I'll call you back in a couple hours. I hang up the phone. I tell Becky what happened. She's freaking out. Oh, my God, let's pack up. Let's leave. Let's say, stop. <laughs> so I jump in my car. I drive from Charlotte all the way to Columbus, Columbia. Uh, Colum- is it Col- I think it's Columbia. Colum- Columbia. Yeah, I think it's Columbia, South We're Carolina. Go with it. I go to Columbia, South Carolina. On the way, I call my corporate attorney, Gary Sullivan's corporate attorney. I say, hey, man, listen, this is this is Gary Sullivan. Uh, you did the, this. Yeah, yeah, Gary, I remember. I said, great. Listen, man, I said, I need How to talk to you. How long have you been working for you? A month. Okay. I'm a problem. Yeah. So he says, uh, yeah, yeah. He says, okay. Uh, and I tell him, look, I got a problem. Here's what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. I kind of briefly explain it because I don't really know much about that. It sounds possibly criminal he, was, he said my partner is a criminal ter- attorney let me get him involved and we'll have a meeting with you i said no problem i'm on my way right now because we need to resolve this immediately i don't care what it costs he said, no no hours. he said we're both here we're both here he said come on i come i show up we go in the conference room i explain okay here's what happened i bought this house 
Um, I told him I paid for it free and clear. He said, okay. I said, I then borrowed a mortgage from this bank. He said, oh, okay. Well, was I said, and this one. Oh, okay. And this one. Oh, oh, and this one and this one. So I got like five or six mortgages on this place. And he goes, okay. I said, Washington Mutual is supposed to be in first mortgage. They're all first mortgages. They found out that they're actually in like third place or something, whatever their placement is. And he goes, oh, Jesus. I said, right. And I said, so I've already talked to them. They've arraigned. They've agreed that I can just pay them back and they won't contact the FBI or anybody. He goes, well, why would they call the the FBI? He goes, this sounds to me like it's just a creative financing error. And I remember thinking, the FBI and Secret Service are not chasing me around the country because I'm creative financing (laughs) errors. And he's like, Gary, that's this is this is I don't believe this is criminal. And I said, I I hear you. He's fucking. He's he. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be involved in covering up a crime. So, I but just, you have the criminal attorney in there, right? You have the that's a criminal attorney. So the criminal attorney saying that. Yeah, he's fucking. He's yeah. He wasn't a very good criminal attorney. Yeah. So I mean, it's clearly fraud. But I, I look at him and I said, look, I I I'm, I I like where you're at. I hear. <laughs> where, I like how you're. You know, like where your head's at. And I said, okay, fine. I said, so he goes, do you still have the money? I said, absolutely. I can. I can pay them. I said, but I need you to call their attorney. Get them, get it in writing that they agree that it's just an, a small, minor issue, and that they're not going to contact it, and that we can resolve this in house. And he says, "Okay, I don't have a problem with that." And th- you know, so they're they're like, "All right." And so I sit there and I went, um, "Okay, we'll find out. I need to get them get them the money. We're gonna have to call." And he goes, "Okay." And he said, "Well, Gary, that's that's Washington Mutual. What about the other the other mortgages?" And I looked at him and I went, um, "Okay, well." well what do you mean? I said, this is Washington Mutual figured this out. The other guys don't know. He goes, yeah, I know, but what if they find out? What if they find out and they want their money back? I go, well, then I leave town. <laughs> and he looks at me and he, they, and he starts laughing. He and the other guys, they start laughing. They go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Gary, you can't just leave town. They know your name, your social security <laughs> number. They'll find you. And I go, well, you're assuming my name is Gary Sullivan. <laughs> and the look on their faces was just priceless. Oh I mean, my God. I, and, and I did. I Ooh. immediately, when they were staring at me, I remember thinking, they don't meet a lot of guys like me. <laughs> and I thought, that's that look. That's that who am I sitting across from look. That's what that look is. He, he doesn't. Okay. And, and so they. Just the blood leaves Yeah. They face. just, both of them were like, what the fuck is going on? And so the guy looks at me and he goes, um, I remember he said, he goes, um, he goes, okay, yeah, well, uh, is we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I said, exactly. My current problem is Washington Mutual. <laughs> right I back said, to business. Let's resolve that. We'll discuss the other stuff later. Call them. They call. They say, Washington Mutual says he owes us, whatever, $98,000. They want <laughs> yield spread. They want the first payment. They want a bunch of them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's arguing with them. I'm like, eh, that's Give fine. everything. Let's make it a cool 100000 <laughs> And he says he's like he's like okay okay, and then they say just tell him to get a cashier's check and bring it to the closest Washington Mutual. I said I'm not going in a Washington Mutual. No, I said I'll go get a cashier's check, bring it to you. You can go to Washington Mutual. You can deposit it. You can make a copy and send it to him. The you can yeah. And he goes he goes okay okay go do that. So I get now, my could he get in trouble for knowing that's part of a criminal engagement? I, mean, he, I look could he? I've had criminal defense attorneys tell me that oh yeah well it, he de- he definitely. 
If you haven't gotten an 8 Sleep Pod Pro cover yet, what are you doing? The 8 Sleep Pod Pro cover comes in queen or king sizes. It goes right on top of your current mattress, and it is wired directly into 8 Sleep's proprietary app, which measures your sleep stages, your REM, and the rest of your sleep science throughout the night to make sure that you get the best sleep possible. Or, as I like to say, you'll sleep six hours and feel like you slept eight. So if you use the link in my description, along with the code TRENDIFIER at checkout, that's T-R-E-N-D-I-F-I-E-R, you will get $150 off your own 8 Sleep Pod Pro cover today, and you will start sleeping the best you ever have in your life. So go check it out. He was skating the line or he was – They were some, some will say, oh, he's definitely breaking the law. And others are like, well, it's questionable. You know, depends <laughs> I can on, think of a few guys. Yeah, yeah. Depends on what he knows, you know, how much he knows, if he could argue it. You know, let's face it. There are, there are criminal defense attorneys that represent drug dealers that take the drug dealer money. Oh, yeah, all of them. Right. And Literally then, all of them. Right. So it's like that's illegal. Yeah. And then – but they'll get in front of the judge and argue and keep the money. They Stupid. find creative ways, and the judge can't. It's amazing right. the judge can't even argue it. And keep in mind, this is a this isn't a federal. This is a state criminal defense attorney that's just in this little town. So he knows the judges. Like these, this isn't like being mm. in in Atlanta or New York where you're just one of that. Like they don't even remember your name, and they're just they're just applying the law. Like these right. guys play golf with each other. It's like, ah, I know Jim, he's not going to throw me in jail <laughs> because I happen to know. And I'm saying it's a creative, like he, if he had said it, well, this is clearly a crime. Well, let's cover it up. That would have been different. Right. Which so, they also couldn't prove technically, unless you testified to that. I mean, yeah. A yeah, lot of holes right. in this. Yeah. Yeah. So he felt comfortable. I went and got the check, cashier's check. I came back, I gave it to him. And I remember I sat down and he goes, okay, well, we need to discuss our fee. And I remember thinking, Cash or I would have done that <laughs> earlier, but I said, okay. And he goes, um, I said, I mean, you, you worked about 15 th- minutes to 30 minutes. I said, what's that worth? He goes, I was thinking about 1500 bucks. And I go, no problem. I pull out, <laughs> start counting out cash. And I remember he stopped me. He goes, he goes Gary, and I use that term that's loosely. that's even your name. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, Gary, he said, we usually, we don't typically take cash. And I went, after what I just told you, you would take a check from me. And he looked at me and he goes, I'll take the cash. And I, I count 1500 in cash. He goes, do you need a receipt? Nope. Like, what do I need a receipt for? You think I'm doing taxes? No, is there a moment when you're leaving where he's like, what do we call you? Yeah, he, oh, no. Like, no, Gary. he's sticking with Gary. He's sticking with Gary. He's, he, listen, he's on very thin ice. He knows he's on, on, on thin ice. So I walk out and I leave. Has he heard these podcasts? I know? have no idea. You got to find I, this I, guy. I, I, I always wonder. Like, I know that Scott Cugno knows he know he knew me anyway but there are people that say that they know cugno has talked about hearing me talk about the crime <laughs> and in fact his wife actually uh, i know a guy that said he knows scott cugno's wife and has meant has talked to her and she said oh yeah yeah she said not only that she said cox actually contacted me like a year or two because i did i tried to contact i con- found her on facebook and said look i want to talk to scott cugno be an amazing podcast. It'd be a great podcast. And like, what happened? So, like, literally after this whole thing, you have, you understand that the that after I did the thing, most of the checks that were cashed in Atlanta were to Scott Cugno because I had a real ID. So there's like three hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand cat and checks cashed in his name. So when the Secret Service go to him and say, "Look, do you know this guy?" and he goes, "That's Matt Cox." <laughs> And, you know, of course, there's been all kinds of articles, and they go, well, he just cashed $400,000 in checks using your driver's license. 
and and you know a driver's license he got in your name and he's like you know oh wow that's uh that sucks that's <laughs> fucked up that's fucked up so you know i'd love to know i he I, the one secret service told agents told me they said the funny thing about him was he said look i've worked with they go can you tell us anything about him he goes look i don't know where he is but i can tell you this cugno said he goes I've dealt with a lot of mortgage brokers. He goes, he's one of the most creative mortgage brokers I've ever met. He said, and I can tell you right now, he said, he's going to be hard to catch. He said, I mean, this guy's thorough. And, you know, I, and honestly, I remember thinking, it was really like, like, I that like <laughs> a huge compliment. That's how fucking, that's Thanks, when Scott. you know, that's when you know, am I really at heart a criminal? Yes. Uh. Yes. I, Allison Arnold, like when someone tells you, you know, they, when they when they tell you in the newspaper you're a master criminal or a, a mastermind, and you don't get insulted, you know you're a criminal yeah. at heart. Yeah. Like most people say, he's a master con artist. People are offended, disgusted. How could you say that? You don't. I'm gonna sue. Where me, I was like, nice. Got to write that quote down. <laughs> Put that on the back that's, of my book. That's <laughs> listen. One of my favorite quotes is from my judge. Oh no, who said. He's, and it's on the cover of my book. Oh, come on. And it, the, the quote is, um, mis- wait, the nef- wait, the complex, I think it's the complexity and nefariousness of Mr. Cox's frauds are breathtaking. <laughs> that's my federal judge. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't. That's amazing. I was like, nice. You like Gary V. Content. Yes. Con- <laughs> hey, judge, I see you, dog. Content. <laughs> so, so. Um, anyway, so yeah, that happens. I leave. And I remember Becky was like, we got to leave. We got to leave. We got to leave. I said, no, what we have to do is satisfy all the loans on that property and borrow more. I said, we now know I can definitely, even if we get caught, we're good. I'm good. Even if I get caught, nobody's caught. I think I can get out of it. So, you know, that's how, just that's the area. More and more brazen. So then of course, now I've also borrowed. 900 almost a million dollars on the other house i got i know in total it was 1.3 million dollars i borrowed shit. at this point over how long a time and those two, no i within a couple weeks but they're in the still in, it's in the bank that's a problem so i'm going into the bank getting money out you have by the way you have to find that attorney and the, you got to get him on a with, podcast with you and Danny to just like relive man, this. Oh my can you god! Imagine, could you imagine the 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 blood that drained from him? That oh. moment? And he must have just been like he he and the other guy. They the looks on their faces. Like in today, I know you. If it were today's era, you would have said, "Hold on, just a minute. Can you do that again?" Oh my god! <laughs> with the camera. Um. So, but anyway, you were talking about the loans. One point three million on this house you took out. Right. So I'm still pulling out money, pulling out money, pulling out money. Becky wants to leave. I'm saying nah. So at one point, out of all those loans, when I got like five or six mortgages on the one, one house, the bigger, the $225,000 house, I felt like almost a million dollars in mortgages on the house. Um, I had applied for a loan with BB&T Bank. I don't know if they're still around. But BB&T. I think so. Yeah. So BB&T Bank and the woman, the loan officer went on vacation like the day after. And never ordered title. So after I'd closed all these other ones, she calls me up like the day after and says, hey, just want to let you know I ordered your title, everything. We should be closing in about a week. And I went, no, no, no. I said, I've already closed with my bank. And she goes, oh, okay. Um, Well, 
oh, I didn't realize you were in a hurry. I said, yeah. Like I said, I was. Fuck I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she, I go, you know, go ahead and cancel that title, that title policy or, or sorry, that title search. And she goes, oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I said, well, I don't want to get charged for it. She goes, no, no, nobody's going to charge you. It's fine. I said, I really don't want anybody to have to go ahead and do extra work. <laughs> like don't send somebody down there. And she goes, oh, it's not a big deal. And I said, okay. So I hang up the phone. And I kind of, kind of was like, uh, I don't know if they catch me. I'll be, if they catch it, it'll, it, it'll be fine. So I keep going into the banks. Well, what happened was when she got the abstractor went down and searched the title, she saw three different mortgages had shown mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So she then called BB&T. BB&T said, oh, my God, this is fraud. BB&T then called the first mortgage holder. You know, one of the first mortgage holders, which the biggest bank out of all of them was um, Wachovia. So she calls Wachovia and their fraud department looks into it and they come back and they lead this investigation. So they contact the authorities and they put they, – they check – they call all the inquiries that had shown up on like my check systems, right, all the different banks and all the different mortgage companies. And they start – they put a red uh, – they put like a, a notice out to have me arrested. So one, so I don't know any of this is happening. I'm still cashing, you know, going in and deposit, r- removing money. I walk into Wachovia one day with my Gary Sullivan ID. I walk in, put the ID on the counter. The woman looks at me and says, hold on a minute. She walks in the back. She always does this. Anything time you ordered over like $3,000 and the account was only, was less than 90 days old, they had to call. She so, hit the bell. Yeah, she went in the back. She calls the two deputies walk in behind me two minutes later and uh, walk up behind me and grab me and slap handcuffs on me. They grab my ID. They walk me into the manager's office. They don't close the bank. And they said, you're being detained. So they just walk me in and close the door. Now, did you do the incredulous, <clears throat> for what? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I don't usually get too indignant. Um, I did do the, what's going on, bro, what's going on? What the hell? Like, I'm in the normal golly gee whiz. You know, I'm like, golly gee whiz, you know, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't say golly whiz. <laughs> yeah, that's my, gonna, it's my routine. That was my next question, just I don't actually sure. say that, but I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, officer, you know. Um, so he, you know, they go, look, you're being detained. We're waiting for the detective. I said, okay, no problem. You didn't ask for what? Yeah, I did. I said, for what? They said, all I know is you're being detained. Okay. We're waiting for the detective. And when they said detective, I remember thinking... Because I had knew I was on the Secret Service's most wanted list, and I knew that I was uh, that the FBI was looking for me. Uh, I thought, I for some reason I thought the FBI, like I didn't know the difference between a detective and an agent, an Ooh. investigator. Like I think the FBI is coming, or the Secret Service. They said the investigator or the detective's on his way down. And I was like, oh, okay, or he might have said investigator. So I, I'm thinking FBI is coming. And then this guy walks in, and he looks like FBI. And he walks in, and probably in his, I want to say early 30s, mid 30s, maybe, I don't know. So he walks in, and I'm handcuffed, and he looks at me, and he goes, hi, um, Mr. Sullivan. My name is, you know, whatever, let's say Brad. My name's Brad. And he says, um, I'm a detective with the sheriff's office. And I, he goes, um, I said, what's going on? He goes, well, you know, we have, Wachovia wants us to detain you. They want us to, to have you arrested. They're saying that you're running some kind of a scam. You have three mortgages on your house. Now, keep in mind, I've got like six. He said three. And so I now know, okay, they call three. And he, he goes, you have three mortgages on the, on the house. And I looked at him and I go, is that illegal? And he go, looked at me and he goes, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they seem to think it's illegal. And I remember thinking, I'm, I'm walking out of here. 
oh, I'm walking out of here. He doesn't know. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And he said, so, you know, we need to, um, and I, you know, I pull up my hands and he's like, you're, you're not under arrest. He said, you're being detained until we determine if we're going to arrest you. I said, well, I feel like I'm under arrest. And I show him my hands. And I said, can I, do I have to be in, he, in, in these? Because I'm literally thinking like, if I get an opportunity, I'll just fucking run, you know? Um, and I go, do I have to be in these? And he's, and he's like, and he said, oh, no, 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 you, you can take these off. So they take them off. Now I've talked my way out of the handcuffs. They unhandcuff, un- unhandcuff me. And so he calls the, the head of the fraud department for Wachovia. So Wachovia's guy, you know, fraud guy calls up and fraud guy's like, look, man, he's running a shotgunning scam. He closed on these loans so fast we couldn't catch it. He got three different first mortgages. And he goes, he says you have three different first mortgages. I said, that's not true. I go, I have a first mortgage. I have a second mortgage. And I have a third mortgage. And I have a HELOC. And he goes, well, why did he take – he goes, that's, the, that's not true. That's not – now, he only knows that, but the actual mortgages don't say they're first, second, or third. The placement is what makes them a first, second, or third. And what does that mean? Which one gets recorded? That's in first mortgage. Oh, it's literally just order. Yes. Oh. So, And I said, no, I've read those things. Neither one – they didn't say first, second, third. They didn't say anything. They didn't say all first mortgages. Those are first and a second and a third. And he's like, well, uh, yeah, he's like, that's not true. He's like, okay, well, that's what he's saying. He's like, well – and then he, he says, um, why is he taking all the money out in cash? And, I, and he says, why are you taking all the money in cash? And I went, I'm taking it out in cash because I work for a construction company. And I said, it's a, a labor. I said, we provide labor for construction companies. We cut these guys' checks. Most of them are like Mexicans. They don't have bank accounts. So I know the checks are good, so I cash the checks because otherwise they got to pay like 10% at a check cashing mm. company. I said, but I know the checks are good, so I just cash it. I said, I mean, I feel bad for these guys. And they, you're just sitting in a back room of a bank right now I'm with sitting just in, the detective. No, the detective, the two deputies, and it's all glass. Everybody in the bank staring at me. I, I literally, I'm like in a fishbowl. People are standing there in line waiting, and they're just staring at, at, at us. And I'm sitting this there. This is when you're at your best. Oh. <laughs> Lights and camera and action on you. Listen, blood flowing with endorphins, um, the adrenaline's pumping, and yet I'm perfectly calm. Are you, Were you yeah, ever – calm. Were you ever – like afraid that you were accidentally gonna, in the middle of anything, say the wrong name because you have so many different names that have well, floated around that aren't yours. I mean, no. As much as I talk, it, when things get really bad, I, I I answer very directly. I don't provide a ton of information. Yeah. So he says, you know, think about it, I'm answering questions. You know, why do you do this? Here's my here's my canned response. Boom. Why do you do this? Because I, I think I, I'm one of these guys that has arguments in their yes. head yep. all the time. Yep. You know, like my girlfriend can never win an argument. Yeah, you were saying that last yeah. time. Yeah. It's just not possible. So I've already had this argument. If I'm questioned, here's what I said. Here, I, this, this. If, um, what do I need to back up that? Okay, I need this. I need this. I need this. Keep, go ahead and make those documents. Spend the day. I don't have anything else to do. So um, he says this. He says that. I said that. Uh, the, 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 the fraud guy is like, hey, what about this? I answer that question. What about this? I answer that question. What about this? I answer that question. Then he says, um, oh, I mean, he's frustrated like you can't believe. So he says, why? Uh, he's, and I said, no. He said, well, why, why didn't you go to borrow all the money from one bank? Because you said, I, I, he said, well, I don't understand what happened. I said, I came to Wachovia. I told him I needed half a million dollars. I was going to start buying houses. And the detective says, yeah, I see that you own another house here. I go, Exactly. I said, I'm buying houses, I'm renovating the houses, and I'm selling them. I said, that's why I came here. I used to live in, in, uh, like in Atlanta. Mm. And, I, and I said, I flipped houses there. I'm flipping them here. I said, but I also work for a labor company. And he goes, okay. And he said, 
So I tried to buy her half a million dollars. I came to Wachovia. The, the loan officer said, I can't get you half a, half a million. I can get you about 180000 Then she said, I have a friend, though, that can get you a second mortgage, probably for about the same amount. I said, I went to that other person. I said, at, um, and I went, shoot, I forget the name of that bank. And he says, like, he ends up saying, like, SunTrust. And I go, SunTrust? Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I said, they, she said, I can only get you so, so much. He goes, why couldn't they get you more? I said, honestly, bro, I don't know what underwriting guidelines are, but they, they said, I can only allow you to borrow through Fannie Mae, like, X amount, like one hundred and fifty or $180,000. That was the max they could let me have. I said, I don't know why. I said, but that's what they said. I said, then, and Wachovia guys, is he's listening. I said, then she said, I can only get you this much, but I have a buddy, I have a friend that does HELOCs at this bank, like whatever, Fieldstone, whatever. And I said, that they got me a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And I said, he, they said it was like a big credit card on my, and he goes, yeah, yeah, that's, it's a HELOC. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's, you can borrow what you need. I said, yeah, right, exactly. I said, so I, they scheduled the closings. And I closed. Is Ask. Becky calling you during all this? Oh, Becky, my phone is in the car because it's in another another name. Oh, she's freaking out. She, it's it's the other phone is in Michael uh, Michael Eckert's name. Remember, <laughs> by by this point, by the way, his it's not Michael Eckert anymore because by this point, I actually legally had his name changed to, <laughs> to Michael Johnson. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. I actually got a driver's license. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the process. Listen, it's a, I'm, I'm playing with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing yeah. with it. Hey, hey, you're a pro when you're in the game. You gotta play. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever happened? Whatever happened with that? So, I mean, legally went to the court and had it changed. Paid like fifteen hundred bucks. Did the whole thing. Oh God. So. I just want to see what would happen. Could I get could I get the license? Could I get the social name? Like, what's the process? Hmm. But now I know, you yeah. know. Experimentation. Um, yeah. And someday maybe he'll figure it out and go, what the hell? What do you mean? So what ends up happening is I um, – so I'm arguing. I'm sitting there going back and forth, going back and forth. And so this guy's screaming and hollering, and I say, listen – I said, listen, man, I said, I, I'm not running a scam. I don't know what this guy's talking about. And in the middle of it, he says, um, our loan officer hasn't done anything wrong. And I go, bro, honestly, I said, I think they have a problem at the bank. I said, think about it. What makes more sense? And I pull out, I have a bunch of car, business cards, my business card that says labor on demand, Gary Sullivan, site manager, has the phone number, everything. And I go, what makes more sense? And I pull out my business card. I go, a guy that works for a labor company figured out how to steal a half a million dollars from a bunch of national banks or some loan officers at the bank decided to get together and figure out how to lend me that money so they could make um so they could make a fee and he goes he sat there for a second and he goes into the phone he goes yeah i think you have a problem at the bank this fucking guy goes nuts <laughs> <laughs> then he said, it's a fraud. He goes, his ID, his South Carolina ID starts with zero, zero, zero. And this guy's in California. And he goes, starts with zero, zero, zero. It's a fake ID. And the detective says, listen, I ran this guy through, um, through APHIS. I'm, I'm or, sorry, through, um, not, uh, APHIS, through, um. That's the fingerprint place. Yeah, yeah, through, yeah. uh. Whatever the the NCIC, he goes. I ran this guy through NCIC, and he said he said he's Gary Sullivan. 
And now at this point, the detective's like on your side. Like, absolutely, he's totally sorry, with me now. Man, he's literally like, like Fuck. I know, Gary. <laughs> and so, and and he said he goes, and our state IDs. He goes, start with zero zero zero. He said, this is Gary Sullivan. And I look at him because I can't really hear what the guy's saying. I can hear a little bit. And I look at him and I go, oh, now I'm not Gary Sullivan. I go, bro, what are we doing here? And he goes, I know, Gary. I know. It's just just a little bit longer. So he's saying a little bit longer. I'm thinking, I'm leaving. So anyway, he says, look, I I don't even know what to charge this guy with. I'm waiting for the district attorney to call me back. I don't – I'm not I'm, – you haven't filed an official complaint yet. This is just a, a notice. He said so – or whatever. He said, so I'm going to have him follow me back to the police station, fill out a police report, talk to the district attorney, see what's going on, and then I'll let you know. And he hangs up the phone. He says, Gary, can you follow me back to the police station? I said, absolutely. Of course. Of course. Get some Duncan on the way. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> you and me, Brad, or whatever his name is. So when so, you're walking out there, like, are you passing uh, Becky? Like, No, no, Becky. Becky hasn't, isn't here. Becky's just been calling my phone. My phone's in the car. But she wasn't waiting in the car. No, she's, she, oh, listen, she's not there. By this point, point we the, the scam's wrapping up. But she's already relocated. She's not even in South Carolina now. I'm sorry, in North Carolina. She's relocated to Houston, Texas. Oh, that worked out well. Yeah. Okay. Because she was going to kind of rent a place so that when we got the $1.3 million, really it was going to be $1.5. We, I just was still borrowing. Once I got that money, we were just going to relocate. So she's already gone. And she has all the money, by the way. Like she took all the oh. cash. So we're about to abandon. We've already – we're about to abandon basically our, our Charlotte location. So I'm in – in uh, Columbia. So I'm sitting there and I get up and I, I get up and as I'm getting up, he says, you follow me back to the police station. I go, sure, no problem. And he says, um, by the way, he said, whose car are you driving? He said, the Infinity, right? And I went, um, and the Infinity was in the name Michael Eckert. And I go, oh, that's my boss's car. And he goes, oh, okay, you don't have a car? And I went, well, no. I said, not yet. I have to get my license. I just got my ID. I said, I have a, a I said, he goes, do you have a valid driver's license? I go, yeah, it's in Nevada. And he goes, oh, he goes, he goes, he goes, that's right. He said, you're from, he goes, you're from Las Vegas. And he glances at the two detectives and they all kind of glance and grin at each other. And I realize he ran me through NCIC. He knows I've been arrested for prostitution several times. <laughs> he thinks I'm a male prostitute at one point. And I remember they you all didn't hit him with the line. Are you girls ki- do a No, good- <laughs> they all glance at me. And they all glance at me. And I just remember just the – out of Ooh. all of this, that's the most embarrassing part of the whole thing. <laughs> out of all this, that part – and I literally think, fuck, these guys – start giving me the eyebrows? These guys think that I was in Vegas a few years ago blowing cops for 20 bucks a piece. I almost, it's, it's <sighs> almost worth saying – listen, but I got to tell you something. I, I'm not Gary. No, I did. I sat this there. This is my hill. I'll die on this yeah, one. Yeah. So he says, "Do you have? But you have a valid driver's license." And I go, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, it should be." And so he, the detect, I mean, the the deputy says, grabs the license and says, "I'll check it out," and goes into his car. He then goes in his car, pulls it up, comes back, and and walks in. And he goes, "Yeah, he's got a valid driver's license." And I thought, fuck, that homeless guy's got a valid driver's license. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And so he says, um, he goes, yeah, it's valid. And he hands it to him and he says, he goes, okay. He said, he says, all good. And he goes, yeah, well, it says he's 5'11". 
and I'm five six, you know. And they all look at me and I go, fellas with a good pair of shoes. And they all go, follow us, Gary. So I follow them. I get in the car. As soon as I get in the car, I pick up the phone. There's like 40 fucking missed messages from Becky. I pick up the phone. I'm driving behind them. I boom. And as soon like, as I'm just seatbelt, get on. I put the seatbelt on. I start following them. There's a cop behind me, a cop in front of me. Oh, they didn't even put you in the same car. You're just no, following I'm them. taking my own car. Oh, I'm taking, God. driving my boss's car. Oh, Remember? Incredible. So I'm driving, and as I'm driving, the phone rings before I can even call her back. And I pick up the phone. She goes, Oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? I said, Listen, I just got to, t-. I said, Look, I, 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 she, and before I could say anything, she goes, Oh my God, your number, another article came out. You're number one on the Secret Service's most wanted list. You don't understand. They have our pictures. They have our pictures everywhere. The, the Secret Service is, is sending out flyers. Uh, um, it's, it's a huge deal. You don't understand. This is way bigger than, I go, Look, I got bigger fucking problems. <laughs> and she goes, Shut the fuck up, yeah. Ben. Becky, <laughs> she, she's like, "What? What?" I go, "I was just detained in the fucking bank. I was handcuffed. I talked my, and I said, I was handcuffed. I'm now following these guys back to the police station and fill out a police report." She goes, "Oh my god, get on the interstate, leave, leave, leave." I said, "No, I can't do that. There's a cop behind me, a cop in front of me." And I oh, said, "So they did put someone behind you?" Oh, there's yeah, a yeah, like it's like, an escort. Absolutely, yeah. I'm being escorted. Yeah, yeah. you're fucking so, president today. So I'm driving, and she says, um. She says, um, I said, I can't do it. And she goes, you get on the interstate. Get on. I said, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, there's, there's no way I'm not going to outrun a helicopter. I'm not going to outrun <laughs> the, the, the radio. And um, uh. I, I said, look, um, and she, she ends up saying, um, I, I said, look, I, I just talked myself out of hand, the, pair, the handcuffs. I've got this. I'm going to get out of this. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I said, listen, the worst that will happen. Like this guy 100% believes I'm Gary Sullivan. He's already run me. I go, the worst that happens is I get arrested. You get an attorney. She goes, I'm not getting you an attorney. I'm not getting you out on bond. I'm not risking everything I've got to save your ass. I'm sorry. You get on the interstate or you can, or you're, you can forget it. Think, come on. I don't even know where she lives. Wow. She relocated like a week earlier. And it's all your handiwork that got it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean – so I was like, holy shit. By this point, I'm pulling in. Stop. I put the phone down, drop the phone, get up and leave and, and get out. Detectives there. The, de- the deputies are gone. I walk inside. I fill out the police report with him. He says, um, Gary, I have to have my lieutenant sign off on this. Can you wait for me in the hallway? I said, sure, no problem. So I go in the hallway. I'm standing in the hallway. And just like you have these pictures up on the wall. Mm-hmm. There was a there were a bunch of black and white photographs of wanted posters on the wall in the hallway. There was one that was in color. So I'm looking around, there's like, oh, this guy steals bicycles, this is a jewel thief, this guy's a burglar, this guy's wanted for rape, rape, murder, child molester, uh, this guy's a fraudster, the this guy's wanted for murder. Holy shit, fraudster, hold on, wait. And then my Secret Service's most wanted poster, the one that you pulled up earlier, and only one that's in color is on the wall. I'll put it in the corner again for people. And I was just like, holy And they still shit. hadn't put this together. The guy walks up. Had you gotten a hair transplant and everything now? Oh, yeah. By this point? No, yeah. by this point, I've done all this. Okay. So um, you, did, what else did you get? Oh, no, listen. I, I literally got, I got stopped by, during this whole process, as Gary Sullivan. And Gary Sullivan was, a, a lot of stuff happened as Gary Sullivan. Yeah. I literally, literally got, I had a, a one person walk in, see me. I was at a closing. The lawyer walks in, 
says, hey, Mr. Sullivan, I need you to sign this, sign here. And as I'm starting to sign, he stops and he said, he looked at me and he goes, can you hold on a second? I went, yeah. He grabbed the, I remember he grabbed the file and walked off, which is weird because the documents are mine. Mm-hmm. And so he leaves. And I have every right to look at the documents. There's no reason to take that. It was, it was odd. He, I go, yeah, sure. I'm not in a hurry. He leaves. He went in the, to the, I later found, this is when I was being in, in, uh, talked, when I was being um, interviewed by the Secret Service. They told me he walked into a back room. He had a copy of my wanted poster in the, in the um, break room. He looked at it and he said, huh, this guy's wanted out of Atlanta. But, and he opened up my file. And he looked at my application, and it said that I had worked for the same company for like four years or something in Tampa, and had just moved to um, to South Carolina, to, to um, Columbia. And he looked at it, and he thought, he looks similar, but it can't be the same guy because this guy is, is from Tampa, and that guy is wanted out of Atlanta. Can't be the same guy. Closes a file, walks back in, opens it up, says, I'm sorry, Gary, go ahead and sign here, sign here, sign here. And I walked out with a check for $180,000. Holy yeah. shit. So I didn't know that at all. You're na- I'm just putting this together again now. This happened earlier, too, with another instance of like what, what you were wanted for specifically. But when that picture was on the wall, it, said it was John Doe. The picture on the wall in his back room, it, I don't know whether it was or not. Because you were but- wanted for the Atlanta crimes and that was the guy. But they hadn't put that together with the Tampa Matt Cox, who was previous to that? That may have been what it was, too. But e- either yeah. way, it was still my picture. Like, he should have known. I mean, granted, yeah, yeah, grand, I looked different. Look, you saw that picture. I looked like a scoundrel there. At this yeah, point, at this point, I'm clean-shaven. I've got the hair transplants. My, my hair slicked back. What I'm tan. Oh, I'm tan. I've got, I had a nose job. I had a facelift. I had my teeth done, whitened. I've lost weight. I'm working out all the time. I look very vastly different. You took this to heart. You were uh, working absolutely. Hard. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went all in on the con man yeah. thing. So anyway, so what happened is I now go. I'm in the police station. And the, as I, I see my wanted poster, the cop walks up. He doesn't look at the posters. And he says, he says, scary. He said, um, I'm all good. Talk to my lieutenant. They signed off. You're right next to the fucking posters. Right there. And I said, oh um, and I looked at him. I said, oh, okay. I said, uh, he said, you ready to go? I said, absolutely. I'm ready to go. <laughs> in fact, if I don't go now, I feel like I'm never going to yeah. leave. <laughs> so we go, we get in the elevator. He walks me out. He has to walk me out. Um, I always have people that say, why didn't you run? If you've, then you've never been in a police station. You're getting buzzed in. Yeah. There's multiple doors. There's sally ports. Yeah. And then you have to get buzzed out. Like, you can't walk in and out of a place. If I had run, there's two or three doors that are going to lock me. And I'm also on the second floor. You're done. Yeah. I got to get in the elevator. He has to do something with his card. I get down. I get through a couple of things. He walks me outside. He says, listen, I talked to the district attorney. She's looking into it. She said, there may be some issues here. She said, do me a favor. Just don't leave town, okay? And I said, <laughs> I said, my God, Brad, where am I going to go? I own two houses here. I get in my car. <sighs> As soon as I get in my car, Becky calls, and, and, I, and she's like, you know, phone rings, and I go, and, you know, and of course, you know, me being extremely tolerant of her at this point, I go, you fucking bitch. You were going to fucking, you were going to leave me. I wasn't going to leave you. I'm packing you a bag. You do she is yet, though. Huh? You need to find out where she is. You said oh, you yeah. didn't know. No, I'm screaming. I'm, I'm furious. Look, what I do know is I do have like, I do have like a few thousand dollars. I'd gone to a couple banks already. Keep in mind... I then she goes, oh my god, get on the interstate. I said, look, I said they, I, I'm, they let me go. Whatever. She goes, okay. 
And she goes, go, you got to go back to uh, Charlotte. You got to go. I said, I am. I am. So I got to go buy a couple more banks first. <laughs> I go buy two more banks. I get more money. <laughs> uh, I go into another bank and they, these two people almost bang into each other trying to get to the telephone. And I realize, oh, okay, they've, this is one of the banks. They obviously, they're looking for me too. So I go get my car. They follow me outside. Like people walk, run outside to look at my tag and stuff, you know. Because they don't know I've been arrested or I've been grabbed and questioned. So then I get on the interstate. I drive all the way to Charlotte. Becky gets me a couple of movers to come move all my stuff, put it into – and keep in mind, we only have at this point – we've got yeah, you're light. five or $600,000. That's that's all we've got. We yeah. didn't get the 1.3 plus the 400000 We didn't get all of it. So I go to Charlotte. The next morning, these movers show up. They pack me up. I get, I'm in like a U-Haul or a rider truck. Get in the truck. Start headed to Houston. Go all the way to Houston. You know what's funny? Like there are so many ridiculous things. Like I didn't mention that. So you know I'm an artist. Fine arts degree. Fine arts degree. I have a degree in fine arts. So (laughs) one of the things that happened was when I told you we were kind of vacationing. Like one, we went to Disney for a week. Like, you know, all the stupid things like you're doing. Because, you know, fraud is not a full-time job. So (laughs) one of the things we went to um, uh, New Orleans and we went on a bunch of ghost tours. So when we go on New Orleans, New Orleans, we're there. We're going on ghost tours. It just so happens that the U.S. Mar- that there is an artist by the name of Matthew Cox who is having an exhibit. We stayed on Royale Street. There is a on Bourbon Street or one of the streets right next to it. There is a gallery that was having a, like a month long exhibit by Matthew Cox. Come on, the U.S. Marshals. Fly some they, well. I don't know if they flew in, but they go to they go to New Orleans. They go to that <laughs> there with my wanted poster. They show the owner my wanted poster. And they go, "Is this Matt Cox who has an exhibit, an art exhibit?" And the guy says, "I've known Matt Cox five or six years. That's not him. It, it's Matt Cox, but that's not the picture of the guy that's here." Yeah. They say, "Okay." They never even talk to the guy. I found that out when I ordered the Freedom of Information. Act. Oh, way later. Way later. While I'm in prison, I find out. I have the dates. You I have were it. right there. Yes. And I was there the exact same time Becky and I were there. Now, we stayed on Royale Street in a hotel. They were bl- a block or two away. That's where it was. And they were there at the same time, and then they left. Now, I, I like to think we passed each other on the street. <laughs> you know, I like to think that we were I, – we, I was standing behind them getting a hot dog or something at, uh, at, a, at a street vendor. I don't know that. In my mind, I like to see it. It's like a cat and mouse. Like I like to believe that. I don't know that happened. I don't know. Whatever. I was ever too, too close to them. But it, it was amazing. Like, there's those little things that you're like, holy shit. Like I had no idea. At the time, I was just clueless. Anyway, I'm in my rider truck. I drive all the way to Houston. I meet Becky. So I meet Becky. And um, she's super happy. Like by this point, you have to understand. By this point, she's I, I've won when we were in Charlotte. So I'm not even telling this well, but it's so much better in the book because it's chronological in the book. And what's the name of your book again? Um, that wasn't a plug, but I will plug it. Um, plug it, baby. It was a, a I mean, it's Shark in the Housing Pool. Um, available on Amazon. It's, it is available. You get on. Your books, yeah. And, and I actually have a, it's on Audible and everything. Um, listen, it's a Beautiful. great it's a great story. So. 
it's so funny because like I literally really understood the story when I was locked up more so than I did when I was like getting the Freedom of Information Act and the uh, reading like when it's happening. I don't know any of this stuff's happening. Yeah, because really. you're on the run. Yeah, you, you I'm know, just you're trying to survive. Right. So, but one of the things like Becky because she was so just insane. She, we would get into screaming matches, and I don't mean like me just being like, calm down, calm down. Fuck you. Don't tell me to calm down. Fuck. Like I literally made her get her own apartment. Oh, yeah. At one point, I said, I'm done. I'm done. Like because she screamed so much in the middle of the night. She was screaming and hollering and yelling that the cops came. This happened a couple times, and I knew the cops show up, and people are screaming. Somebody's going to jail. Mm. So as soon as she starts screaming, I like grabbed the bag, threw some stuff in the bag and then left and went and jumped in my car and left. And my whole thing is like I'm immediately headed towards like um, uh, uh, Columbia because I'm thinking I'm going to go straight there, pull out as much money as I can in a day or two. And then I'm just leaving. But then on my way, she would start calling and calling and calling and calling. And then after like 30 phone calls. You know, I would pick up the phone and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't leave me. Uh." And she would scream and holler and everything. Keep in mind, I'm I'm not leaving her, like, I'm not leaving her with nothing. Like, I leave the money. She's got the money. Like, I'm leaving with maybe 20 grand or something and I'm willing to go get another 20 grand and just start over. I'd rather start over. But I'm literally, one time I was on the phone with her when the cops showed up. Oh, no. And you could hear boom, boom, boom. And she's like, oh, oh, my God, somebody's here. Hold on. I don't know who this is. Hold on. I know who it is. It's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's the police. The police answer the door, and they're like, hey. It's John um, there for the gangbang, yeah, actually. Yeah. But- we, we got a phone call. <laughs> we got a phone call about a woman screaming that she was being choked. Ugh. Being choked. Like, I've never choked her. Like, she's – I mean, the chick was just insane. So – You know how to pick them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my point I, is- I gotta I, real quick. I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. So just we'll we'll be right back. Sorry. I know if you get like started on a story, like it's gonna go all the way. So just give me one sec. All right, and we're back. Thank you. I really had to go. But you were saying, I I, I mean I'm already have issues with her. I mean it's been a nightmare the whole time. So she and she, like I said, her own apartment. It didn't matter. You know she would still she had a key to my apartment. She'd still show up at my apartment. You know, three o'clock in the morning, you know, wanting to come and stay the night. And I'm like, no, no. And it would become, oh, I'm so disgusting. You can't sleep with me. It was just like, oh, Jesus. I mean, it was like, stop. Like, like where? No, you, you just don't turn off. Yeah. What, 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 what mental conversations are you having in your head that I'm not a part of, that I'm being blamed for? So anyway, I jump in the rider truck, go all the way to Houston. When I get to Houston, I get there. She hires a couple. She's got a couple of day laborers to help unload all my stuff. We put I put it in a U storage place. Um, we then go back to her place, and uh, as we were going, and then I remember we were driving around. This is all with like I literally wasn't even there twenty four hours. Like I get there that night. The next morning we unload the truck. And dr- you think you're good from that thing and you're now free and clear of that South Carolina thing? Or are you changing your identity again? Oh, I'm changing my identity. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm planning on it. Right. But I can't really change my identity at this point because I I just put all my all of my stuff in the used storage place. Mm. Like it was like – I was like, hey, I need to get my stuff. She's like, no, it's fine. We have a key. Just leave it there. I was like, yeah, okay. That's true. Maybe not have it in the apartment. Whatever. <laughs> you know, no big deal. So we're driving around that general area. She picked a really nice place where she was staying, 
And so we're driving around the area. And I, at one point I make her, I say, hey, 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 pull over, pull over. Because I had seen in front of the house, in front of this house, there was a for sale sign. It was like a town, townhouse or something. And it was right next to her place, you know, a couple blocks away. And it was a townhouse. And, and they had those, you know, those little tubes that have like a flyer inside connected to the for sale sign that's sitting in the front yard. So she stops. She's, whoa, 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 what, what, what? And I jump out. I run over. I grab one. I come back. And she goes, what are you doing? And I said, um... You know, I, I need to uh, – so, by the way, she was on Zoloft. So mm-hmm. At this point, I, I had sent her to a psychiatrist that had, that had said she was bipolar and put her on Zoloft. And she'd, been ta- she'd take it for three or four months, and then she'd get off it. Mm-hmm. She'd say, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. And then she'd be okay for a week. She'd hold it together, and then she'd flip out again, and I'd say, you have to start taking it again. She'd say, I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'd say, it's the only thing keeping you sane. So it's the only thing keeping us together. She'd take it again for a few more months. She then decides for some reason she was all better. She stopped taking it. So I um, uh, so I haven't been around in a week or so. So I get the, the flyer out of the tube. I look at, the, look at the thing, and she goes, what are you doing? And I go, I'm just looking at, at houses. I'm looking at uh, the area. And, and she, goes, she goes, you're not going to run a scam here. She goes, I want to stay here. I like it here. <laughs> and she goes, you can run a st- scam somewhere else. And I looked at it and I went, well, no, but I'm not going to run a scam. I know, you know, she wants to stay someplace. I said, I get that. But I said, I can't stay with you. I have to find a place. And she goes, oh, oh, I'm just so disgusting. You're so disgusted <laughs> by me that you can't spend even a uh, night. You, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Listen, she went into this full-blown tirade and I just and, – and the more – she turned bright red. Like she's a ginger in general, you know. She's got like whitish, red hair. She's very light skin. She's got kind of like pink. She reminded me of pink. And she just turns bright red and she's screaming. And all I could think of was, she's off her meds. And I so which was a mistake (laughs) to say, but I said, did you as calmly as I can say, (laughs) I said. Are you taking your Zoloft? Fuck that shit. I'm not taking it anymore. I don't give a fuck. Oh. I don't, and I just thought, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Like we're – people, are, pe- people on the sidewalk are looking. Yeah. We drive back to her place. Now, she's completely set up as somebody else now. I think she was – um. I think she was Rebecca Hickey. She actually found a girl by the name of Rebecca. So her name oh, was so Re- she got to keep the same thing? Yeah, she went – and she was going by, uh, by Becca um, – and so we get back to her place. I remember she was fucking fuming. And I'm, and I'm in the – all I can think of is just get away from her. Like at this point, bro, so many things have gone wrong. Split up the money and leave. Mm. I get in the elevator with her. We're going up. And I remember this chick on the elevator that looked amazing. Looked like a, a top-end stripper or something. And I'm – you ever be – you ever with your girlfriend and there's a girl standing next to you and you're like, don't, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, yeah. look away. Don't even glance in that direction. <laughs> and Becky's staring at me waiting for me to look. And the girl's oblivious to what's happening. And then we get to our floor, like the 12th floor, 18th floor or something. And the door's open and I bolt off the fucking elevator. And as soon as Becky took like two steps off the elevator, I remember she goes, I bet you just love to fuck that skank. <laughs> And she said, when she said skank, the girl, I could hear the girl in the elevator go, hey, (laughs) the door closes. And I remember thinking, she's probably a very nice girl. Take me to prison. (laughs) I'm done with this. (laughs) I go in, listen, I go into the the house and I say, and I don't know where the house, I don't even know where the money is. 
And so I pull out like whatever it was, 15 or 20 grand, whatever I have. And I pull out the money and I said, here. I said, here's what I got out of the banks, you know, after I got let up, here, here. I give her the money and she just looks at me and she can see kind of like, he doesn't want to argue. He's not going to argue. He's not going to argue with me. He's not going to like, huh. And she just kind of shrugs it up to a win. And she goes, I turn around, I, you know, get something, I'm getting something out of the fridge. Like I'm, I'm not even, I'm just ignoring her. And she walks off into the bedroom with the money. And I, of course, run and tiptoe behind her and peek around the corner. And I see her stick the money in a shoebox, like a Prada shoebox. Puts it in there, turns around, and I walk back. Like she walks out of the, out of the, out of like the, the bedroom and I'm standing right there. She's like, huh? And I'm like, I think we should split up the money. And she's like, what? I go, I think we should split up the money. Let's split the money and just part ways. This isn't working. And she goes, no. And I went, yeah. She goes, I mean, you can leave if you want, but you're not leaving with the money. And I went, well, I'm not leaving with nothing. And I said, so let's split it up. I, and she goes, no, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping the money. And I'm like, you're not keeping all the money that I defrauded the banks out of <laughs> without your help. That was my hard work. Yeah, that was my, exactly. <laughs> Those are the fruits of my labor. <sighs> so we get into an argument and she has a valid point. She's like, look, you can go on and you'll get a million dollars in a few months. I can't. I have to live off this money. So we start arguing back and forth. And I said, um, Look, I'm. T- you don't even know where the fucking money is. And I said, it's in the, f- it's in that fucking Prada shoebox. <laughs> and she was like, oh shit. I said, so we're splitting it up, or I'll take all of it and leave. And and it was like six hundred thousand dollars or something. Like. All in a shoebox. Yeah, in a shoebox. Yeah, that that doesn't fit in a shoebox. In hundreds, in fifties and hundreds, absolutely. That's well, what a million I was- dollars in hundreds is twenty two pounds. You can get that. You can get so mm-hmm. like it was- thirteen pounds in a shoebox. I look. I okay. I don't know exactly how much was. I mean, I think it was all in a shoebox. But I know, and I'll explain what happened. Is we start arguing, and I said, "Yeah, I, I'll I'll take all of it." Actually, it was like half a million. It was actually it was more than half. It was like five six hundred thousand in the shoebox. And I said, and I said, "I'm I'm taking the money." And I said, "I'll take all that money." And she goes, "And and do what?" She said, <laughs> "She goes and do what?" Um, she said, "Do and do what?" Draw, um, she goes, and do what? Uh, get away in that rider truck that the cops are going to be looking for? <laughs> now, keep in mind, I don't have an ID. Like, the only two, I, I, oh. only ID I have now, I, I have a vehicle that I know the... You got rid of the IDs? No, no, they're, like Gary? they're, they're in they're all... I have new... I, you, keep in mind, I've got several IDs I haven't used. So you do have IDs? In the U-Haul, I mean, in, in the U-Storage. Which she's not going to let me get. So you're she, not getting your IDs. Because she has the keys. Right. To, so you're not getting the IDs. Like, look, there's a punch code, pin code to get into the, for the gate to open. Yeah. There's another one to get into the office. There's another one to open yeah. the door. Like, I'm not getting in there without her cooperation. We're arguing over money. And she's like, look, what are you going to do? You're going to grab the half a million and jump in your rider truck? She goes, which they're going to be looking for in a name that they're also looking for? Like I only had a, like my Gary Sullivan. We know they're looking for that, and then I have my I have a Michael Eckert ID, right? We know they're looking for Michael Eckert because they know what kind of car I was driving, so they know where that car is too. By this point, I know they've already tracked probably tracked it back to South Carolina. Mm. So I'm arguing with her, and I'm like, "Look, I want all the money." And 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 I remember I said, "She said, you know, 
they'll be looking for that. I said, listen, I did. I said, with fucking $600,000, I said, I don't need that fucking rider truck. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out with that much money. And she was sure. like, so we start going back forth, back forth. And I said, look, I go, okay, what do you think's fair? And she goes, $10,000. And I go, 10, are you out of your fucking mind? It's a 10,000. I just gave you 20 grand. And I looked at her, I said, no. And so I said, let me explain something. I said, you're going to come up with a reasonable figure or I'm going to go in there and I'm going to take every fucking dime you've got. You understand? I said, and I'll just figure it out. I said, I don't give a fuck. And she went, and, and I said, one, two, three. I said, I'm counting to 10. And I got to like nine, eight or nine or something. And she went, and she was $100,000. And I go, wrap it up. So you she let go, her keep another 500 grand. Four, it was, it was, I want to, I, the more I think about it, it was four or 500,000. Like it was five or 600. I don't know the exact amount because I wasn't keeping track right. of the money, but let's say it's half a million to 600,000. So she keeps half a million dollars roughly. Keep in mind, yeah. she's got a vehicle that's paid for. Yeah. Um, she, all of her furniture is paid Didn't for. Didn't work she has for any no, of it. No bills, half a million dollars. That's a good deal for That's her. A, You're not getting that in divorce court. Right. Yeah. So she comes, she grabs the box, she walks out, she counts out $100,000. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know how much was in the box. I thought the whole thing was. Because I remember thinking one time that I had like $100,000 one time and it was tiny. I was like, that's nothing. Like it wasn't a lot of money. Mm. Like it wasn't huge. Like you ever see guys like they got like a million dollars and it's in a massive duffel bag. And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah, I have trouble. Pi- like I can, I know the poundage, but I have trouble picturing, you know, because when you see it, you see it fast in movies and stuff or in drug busts when they take a picture. But you don't know. It's not like, you know, like, oh, there's 2 million point five one in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't, there's none of that. Right. So anyway, she cuts the box. She comes out. She counts out a hundred thousand dollars. And, and she had it wrapped like she had like numbers like 5,000. And I remember this is what's so fucked up. I didn't count it. I watched her counting it like two, like uh, 5,000, 5,000, 2,000, 3,000, 15,000. And she counted, she shorted me a couple grand. And like I didn't even know it until I, till later when I got all my money out and counted it and I had like 98,000. I was like, that nah, bitch. <laughs> like even in the end. Well, she charged you 2,000 for the negotiation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah for counting it. Right. So, um, Anyway, she goes, boom, 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 there, there's $100,000. Scoop, grab it, throw it in the fucking bag, throw a couple things in. And I grabbed my phone. And when I was walking out, I'd always made the mistake whenever I tried to leave her before, she'd always called my phone over and over again and convinced me to come back. This time I walk out and I put my phone on the counter. By this point, she'd gone into the bedroom. Like she, she was like, there, take it. And she walks off. I'm packing my stuff. I put my phone on the counter and I leave. I always wondered what happened an hour later when she decided – she calmed down and she decided, I'm going to call him. And the phone rang in the kitchen. That's like, straight out of a movie. Like out of a week uh, – like within a week or two, she had to really be desperate and really realize, wow, I'm, I'm done. Like this guy isn't coming back. Yeah, that's like a straight – what's the – in heat, where he's like, you have to be willing to drop everything and walk around walk. the corner. Yeah, yeah. Like, walk, we'll walk away from everything within 30 seconds or less. Or now, you were happy to walk away from this one, but still. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, say, say less. <laughs> I, you know, like being on the run, like, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it is. It, it's like, I don't want to say scary, but it, it is scary to leave up and leave everything, walk out the door right now and not be able to look back. That's kind of, that's spooky. And you're alone. You got nobody to call. You can't call anybody for money. You can't call anybody to say, hey, come bail me out. Like everybody you know is like, uh-uh, I'm not getting involved in this. What do you do? You, it's totally you. Yeah. So 
I, I walk, I get in the rider truck, I start driving. What year is this? 05? Yeah. This and is that's, that's the last time 05. you talked with her? No, no. I've talked to her since then when I got out of prison. Right. But until you went to... Yeah. Went. Okay. So I'm driving um, and I'm... I'm driving, and at, I, I used to do this. I used to, every once in a while, like if I was going somewhere that wasn't close to where I was, like I would get a, a cell phone. I'd stop and get a burner phone and call. You know, call home, call my, about my son, call my ex-wife, call some people I know, call oh, my mom. so you were in contact with Very seldomly. But it was this was maybe a dozen, half a dozen times, probably half a dozen times I called. And so, because you had a burner, you weren't worried about being traced. Right. I'm buying a burner. I talk to them. You know, I'd spend an hour on the phone, and then I just throw the phone away. Like even if their phones were tapped, or they could trace it. Like you got me in. You know, you've got me somewhere in Texas driving. You know what I mean? Like, what do you have? He's on the interstate driving somewhere, going from here to here. He threw it away. Who knows? So you would do it in an advantageous time and place, right? Like when we were about to leave Nat, um, uh, Las Vegas. You know, I would we get a couple burners and i'd call some people throw it away and then we just fly out or we jump on get in our car and just drive away so they don't right, have any so idea when you went on trips and stuff yeah you're at a you're stopped at the side of a road or at a 7-eleven or you know they, somewhere where you there can't go back check the camera to see what kind of a car you're driving that sort of thing like i'm not stupid i'm not going to pull up in a bank parking lot where they're taking pictures of my my tag what would your family say to you though when you're on the phone with them? Because they know you're wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's not really my family. I would call my mom. Like I, I barely talked to my dad. So you know, he would always, ah, you're what the hell are you thinking? I'm on. I'm called to talk to mom, not you. You know. Mm. So I talked to my mom, and she would say, "Look, you know, I want to see you, but I understand you're in a lot of trouble. You don't want to turn yourself in. I understand that. I'm worried about you. Mm. I'm like, mom, perfectly fine. I have plenty of money. I'm safe. I'm perfectly fine." She say, "I understand. I love you." You know, I would like to see you. If you ever get a chance, I would like to see you. Absolutely, I understand if I if I, that happens, which I didn't think it was ever going to. I was, wasn't going to go to Tampa, you know, really. Like I'd been to Tampa. Did you ever try to get her to you? But that's too risky, right? I'm not doing all that. Like, listen, my sister would turn me in. Like everybody would turn me in. Like she would have to be like, okay, I'm going. My mom's not – she can't keep – like my mom's such an open book. She wouldn't – Right. She, she couldn't do anything surreptitiously. You know what I'm saying? She, she couldn't – there's no – there's no um, – you know, she's she, she's just no hiding anything. There's no secretive about her. She tells you exactly what she thinks. She and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to see your son, your brother." Oh, don't tell anyone that. Like she's like, "Ah, oh, Jesus!" Like you just right. told everybody. You just told my sister. You just told my brother. Like, so did you talk with your sister and brother ever on the phone? No, I don't. There's no reason to talk to them. Mm. I don't have a great relationship with them. So I um, anyway, I I call call a few people. I end up talking to a, a chick named Susan who used to work for me. And Susan says, listen, I've, everybody's been interviewed by the FBI. She said, they want to talk to you. The agent gave me her phone number. This is her cell number. She wants you to call her if I ever talk to you. Let me give you the phone number. I said, I don't have anything to say to this woman. And she goes, no, no, you, please just call. You Maybe you could turn yourself in. Maybe uh, maybe you could work something out. Maybe you could. So, you know, I pick up the phone. I, I, so I, I say, okay. She gives me the number. I call her. She answers the phone. She says, hey, this is agent. You know, hello. And I said, hi, the uh, she goes, this is, you know, Agent Candace Calderon. Who, who's who's this? And I go, this is Matt Cox. And she goes, oh, hi, Mr. Cox. How are you? I said, hey, how's it going? I understand you've been looking for me. She goes, yeah. I said, well, what can I do for you? She goes, I'd like you to turn yourself in. And I said, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and she goes, well, let's let's talk about this. 
I said, okay, well, what's, what, what's up? And she goes, well, I mean, we're, you know, you're going to get caught. Like, I, I understand you just did something in Atlanta. You're in trouble there. You're in trouble here. She said, we're investigating everybody. Everybody's cooperating against you. She said, everybody's telling that, you know, you're, 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 it's just getting worse and worse. She said, at this point, if you come in and cooperate, you could help yourself. And you still have seen the Godfather. I saw the Godfather. Right. You don't cooperate. Yeah. So, plus, I'm I'm on the run. I'm having a good time. I'm not having. It's not. It's not like it's like most people. Are like, oh, I was riddled with anxiety and it was so stressful. And the truth is, you know, you lived for it. I loved it. Other yeah. than Becky, I had a great time. <laughs> you just got rid of her. Did you see what was the name of that guy that ran Shadow Crew? Um, I just saw a video. I just saw like Danny interviewed him. Uh, Shadow crew? Yeah, he ran. Oh, 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 the hacker. The hacker. Yeah. Uh, what what the fuck is his name? That was a great podcast with Danny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy, like, I looked at this guy, and you could tell he loved it. Like, I just saw an interview with him. He is such that dude. Super is an interesting dude. Animated. Yes. Thrilled. Knew what he was doing was over the top, and loved what was it. His name. He was so good. That's such a great podcast. That was. Uh... Oh, what number concrete I, was that? I just watched a two-part series on Web of Make Believe. It's a series that's on Netflix, and I watched a two-part series on him. And the interviews with him are just great. He's great. Yeah, his name is Brett Johnson. Brett that's Johnson. It. That's that's. You could tell number one thirty-four. That's a phenomenal yeah. podcast. People should check that out. Concrete with a K on the front. Brett Johnson on the run, like. You could just see he loved it. Like he didn't pretend. He's not pretending. Like all these guys get, get, get caught and say, I was relieved. And being on the run was the worst part of my life. I was so scared. And I was so this. And I was always looking over my shoulder. I wasn't looking over my shoulder. I'm getting traffic tickets. I'm arguing with police officers. I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm scamming banks. Like I'm having a blast. Yeah. I'm going wherever I want. You know, like I said, look, there's, there's no and I, I know you've heard me say this. Like, there's just there's no feeling in the world like walking in a bank with giving them a bunch of false documents, and then having them thank you for you know give them they have, they cut you a check for two hundred fifty thousand dollars and thank you for ripping them off. I mean, it it is you feel like fucking James Bond. There's something in all human beings, not necessarily on like this kind of crime spree or whatever, but just in like general in the world where when we aren't allowed to do something. Getting away told, with it, yeah. Getting there is this rush yeah. you can get from that, and it's it le it's what leads to so many problems. I mean, the most basic example would be like in high school. Oh, don't drink. I want to drink. Right. You know what I mean? Smoking a cigarette or yeah. cheating on a test or yeah. skipping school. That guy Brett, though, I really like that dude. He had, you know, you you we talked about it last time with you. Like, obviously, you you had some tough things growing up for sure that that shaped a lot of things. He, that dude's childhood was like, whoa, I, I understood exactly. And he does too. Like he yeah. has a good view on it now. Like, yeah, this is why I ended up doing this stuff. I didn't know anything else but to survive. And this is how I survived. You know, it was, that's, that's just a great podcast. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And he thought, yeah, he's a great, it, it, he's a great interview. You can have guys that just are so over the top and have done amazing things or mm -hmm. have, have great, great stories, but they can't tell them. He yeah. can tell it. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, very, um, it's almost like he's a narrator. Yeah, the, he has that feel. I was going to say the guy that worked with him, the actual ha other, the hacker guy that worked with him, was 
doesn't really know how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. There's no enthusiasm. You, you'd have to watch the episode where they, they interview both of them, and he not enthusiastic. Super smart guy, but he almost seemed like he was on the spectrum. A well, bit. that's the thing. Like, Brett was a hacker, and you know the stereotype with that, but, like, you would never guess this guy was a hacker yes. if you talked to him on the street. He's like this unbelievably, like, southern charm, charismatic, like yes. you said, like, great storyteller. A lot of these guys, it's tough. You know? they're not. That's not their personality. Right. Like, imagine Elon yeah, yeah. Musk doing the same shit, like that kind of guy, but then trying to tell that story where he's doing all the talking like yeah. Brett. No, it wouldn't he, work. He can't do it. He's... It wouldn't work. Um, well, anyway, so I'm like, look, so I'm going back. I call Candace Calderon. I'm talking to her. And what a name, too. Listen, she's, <laughs> she. Was she bad? She despised me. No, was she bad, though? Oh, yeah. She's no, no. a hot agent. She was. You know what's funny is like the Secret Service agent that I worked with, or, or that, uh, that you worked with, <laughs> the one that caught eventually caught me. My partner. Yeah, my partner. No, uh, the one that the one that basically was in charge of my case, right? Um, like she was attractive. Candace was attractive. You know, like like everybody involved. Like these were like they, they hire these good looking. I don't know what it is. It's like, come on, man, stop. Je- don't you got to hire Jim some, You've got to hire some fatties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, I, I, I don't think he knew a lot of them, but okay. Who's that? What? Jim DiOrio. He's, it, I, I would ask him, like, sometimes I'm like, he'll talk about agents. I'm like, was she hot? He's like, no. No, <laughs> no listen, both of both of these, the female agents were good looking. But Candace was like six foot, like 5'10", five, 5'11", five, and she would wear heels. She was a giant. Oh, yeah. Fake tits, tan. Really? Yeah. It's just In the feds? Yes. Yeah, she looked. Listen, but an angry person. So I'm talking to her, (laughs) talking to her on the phone while you're committing fraud. (laughs) You know, you should still be professional. So uh, the Secret Service agents were all. You know, what's so funny. The FBI, which you think of as as the elite, right? All condescending, rude. They were basically like thuggish. The Secret Service, super polite, very professional, very matter of fact. Absolutely, huh? White glove service. Yeah, very thing. nice, very nice, very polite. Like they, they, they to me, that's the like they they knew what they were doing when they caught me. Like they knew what was happening, and they were a pleasure to work with. Absolutely, <laughs> FBI, not FBI. Um, you know what's so funny? The, there's the my other partner, the other FBI agent who was a partner of mine, who came to visit me several times and worked with me in the Fed. Um, she was actually very attractive too. Oh, when you were in prison? When I was in prison, because right, right. there's another, there's a fourth one. <laughs> They're sending a hot FBI agent, she, a, a, a hot woman FBI agent, into the prison. Yeah, are they nuts? Well, she's not. Nobody knows I'm talking to okay, her. Right. I'm not trying to get stabbed. Oh, like that's they, true. Right? They're hiding. Like, yeah, they're not going to come to my fucking cell. Right? Yeah. They 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 call you like you're going to medical or something, or you got to go to visitation. You got to go here or there, and you're like, oh, what? What's this about? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is I'm driving, and I'm driving, and I talk to, and I I call. I'm talking to Candace. And she says, uh, she says, look, you don't need to turn yourself in. And I said, nah. I said, well, what are we talking about here? She's, look, I, I don't, I don't know. That's not how it works. The way it works is you turn yourself in, and we, we take it in consideration. You turn yourself in. I said, yeah, I'm not doing that. I said, I need to know what I'm facing. She says, that's not how it works. I said, well, okay, nice talking to you. <laughs> Glad we had this moment. And she's like, well, wait a minute. Let me call Let me call the U.S. attorney in Tampa and let me call the U.S. attorney and see what he can get – if he can work something out with you. I said, okay. Yeah, you get Bob on the line. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I said, you know, I said, okay. Um, she goes, you have to understand we're going to catch you. 
You understand that, right? They and always I, say that. And I said, yeah. I said, so she goes, she goes we're going to catch you. I said, yeah, well, what's taking you so long? I said, if you're, 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 she, she, goes, we're, she goes, oh, <laughs> she goes, you, you just don't get it, do you? She goes, we're 90% sure of where you're at. I said, yeah, well, only 100% counts. I said, and, and she goes, and then she said, I remember this. It actually, there was a whole thing where she kept calling me sweetie, which bothered me. Um, and it, cause that's when I said, I said, well, only 100% counts, sweetie. And she goes, listen, let me explain something. I said, all right. And, and she, she said, you will, you'll fuck up eventually. She goes, you'll go back to Tampa to visit somebody and someone will recognize you. She goes, or you'll get pulled over by the police. She said, and they'll arrest you. She goes, or you'll get, she said, or you'll, you'll get in contact with someone and then they'll, they'll, they'll turn you in. She goes, or the police will give you, try, pull you over to get you a ticket. She said, and they'll, they'll, she said, and they'll arrest you. I said, okay, okay. I said, she, she said, you will get caught. I said, listen, let, let me explain something. I said, one, I said, there's nobody in Tampa I, I want to see. I'm not stupid enough to go back there. I said, two, um, I said, I've got, I said, I've had, I have like over 20 driver's licenses that were issued by the DMV. I said, I have over a dozen passports. I've had two dozen, but I said, over a dozen. I said, I just got back from, I said, from traveling outside the United States. I said, and I've been to traffic school as other people. I said, I've had facial reconstructive and I uh, reconstruction, multiple surgeries. I said, so if I said, so if you ever I said, nobody's gonna recognize me. I go, so if you ever want to have this conversation in person, you need to figure out, we need to work out a deal. And she goes, she goes, Oh, you're so she says, you are so fucking cocky. I said, Yeah, well, I'm not stupid enough to turn myself in and hope for the best. <laughs> and she goes, she, I said, and she goes, all right, let me call the U.S. attorney. I said, okay, let's do that. So she calls, she said, and I remember she said, look, she goes, give me your phone number. You know, she goes, give me your phone number so I can call you back. And I went, nah, you're probably triangulating this. And she goes, oh, get over yourself. You're not that important. And I remember thinking, yeah. Like, yeah, you are. Who, well, no, I remember thinking, yeah, who, who, do you, who do I think I am? Like, yeah, like I don't, I'm nobody. Like I like I'm not a terrorist. I mean, that, could, not, that sounds like a textbook trap. It did, and it did, and I went, and I so I go, eh, you know what? I'll just call you back in two hours. And I hung up the phone, and she goes, "All right, call me back." And I hung up the phone. She hung up the phone. She did already had my phone number. Sure. Which yeah. back then, you know, it didn't. Your phone number didn't necessarily come up. You know, like back then, if you called, you know, even back, by like oh five. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know what date it was, but you didn't necessarily come up. And she asked me for my phone number like she didn't have it, so, but she did have it. So she immediately calls the U.S. Marshals, gives them the phone number. They track the phone back to – they couldn't triangulate it because I had turned it off. But what they did was they called – it was like a, a mobile phone or you know PC mobile or some one – of, one of the you know Verizon, whatever – Virgin, whatever. They track it back. They did track it back to where it was It was purchased. It was purchased at a convenience store that was connected to um, a, a, a gas station. And there was a Subway in the gas station, like a Subway sandwiches. And so what I had done was after I hung up the phone, I walked over to Subway. I sat down. I started playing on my laptop. So mm. I'm literally 20 or 30 feet away from where I just bought the phone. They immediately contact two mar- marshals in Baton Rouge because I was close to Baton Rouge. By this point, I've driven out of I'm, – I'm going through Louisiana, and I pulled over. That's where I got the phone. So you called her right after you bought the phone. Yeah, because I sat down, and I programmed it and made the call. 
Then after we have this conversation, standing outside the subway, I go in and have dinner, have, have lunch. So I walk in, I'm having lunch. They're fucking barreling toward the place. This is another one of those scenes where I didn't know this. I always assumed she didn't do anything because I literally called back like two hours later. I called back and she says, listen, I called. I left a message. U.S. Attorney's name was Robert Mazakowski. He's going to call back. She says, I'm sorry. Can you call me? Give me another two hours. I said, no problem. I hang up the phone. Wait, his name was actually Bob. Didn't I say that? Get Bob on the phone. That's yeah, hilarious. yeah, yeah. You're right. Fuck. Wow. So so I'm sitting. I sit there for another 20 minutes and then I pack up my stuff. I said, you know what? I can't wait here for fucking hours. So I, I pack my shit up. I'll just call her from the road. <laughs> I, I get in the, my rider truck and I drive off. I later find out the U.S. Marshals showed up. They had just missed me. And the, the, the person at the counter said he remembered me. They like found me on, you know, they, they, they looked on the surveillance, whatever. But they missed me. So once again, it's one of those things where I like to think I'm driving off as they roar in there and lock up their pranks. But I don't know that that happened. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like they just missed me. You couldn't you read enjoy the, it in the moment. No, I, exactly. Yeah. It was later when I was like, holy shit. Like they actually <laughs> fucking – like I, she totally snowed me. Like I totally believed that she didn't look it up. She yeah. didn't know my number. She didn't look it up. She wasn't triangulating. Back then they used to call it triangulating. Now it's like pinpoint. So they don't I still call it triangulating? I don't know. Now I mean, it, I don't know. Now it doesn't matter. Now, it's G, now they got GPS. They'll fucking go straight to where your house is. Like they don't, I don't know how they do it. But now it's like I got location services, baby. Yeah, they just track you right down. Like yeah. I know that you're in your spare bedroom right now, sitting on the bed. Like yeah. they're, they're that close to you. So, um, anyway, uh, but the only reason they got there was because they knew that that Seven Eleven or that that convenience store had sold the phone. So they knew they they had an actual address of where it had been sold. So they went straight there. So I'm driving. I'm driving. I call her back eventually, and she says, "Look, I talked to the I talked to uh, U.S. Attorney." U.S. Attorney said that um, seven years. I went, seven years? Seven years, Matt. She said, that's a good deal. You'll go straight to a camp. If you cooperate, you'll probably get less time than that. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't um, – that includes everything, right? And she goes, look. She said, listen. She said, everybody's cooperating against you. She said, you need to get in front of this thing. You need to get here. You need to make sure she said, because we need your help to put this together. It's super complicated. I said, okay, okay. I, I, How much later is this phone call when this is being made? Like an hour and a half later. Like I've okay. been driving. Okay, got it. So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. Um, I'm like, what about, um, I'm like, okay, well, and you understand that there's probably other stuff I've done that you don't know about. She's like, right, well, if you come in, you'll get like, she's called like queen for a day or something like that. She goes, where you tell us everything you've done and anything that we don't really know about, you get a pass. You're exempt. You get a pass. Provided you cooperate. Right, provided you cooperate. And I went, um, um, I said, I don't know, seven years, that seems ridiculous. And I went, so... So that's going to include everything. That includes Atlanta. That includes everything, right? Because I know that they don't know about – I'm thinking they don't know about South Carolina yet. It's only been a few days. So I don't do know. Do you that. have an attorney at this point? Have you got no. someone new? So you're no, you're going to no. need to do that now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would have to. So I say, oh, listen, I don't turn myself in. So I keep driving and I said – um, okay, I said, look, well, where would I turn myself in? She goes, come to Tampa, turn yourself in in Tampa. I can, 
I can arrange to have your wife there or your ex-wife there. I can arrange to have your son there. I can arrange to have your parents there. I can let you spend a couple of hours with them. I'll just we'll just sit down, no handcuffs, nothing. I'll and I went, okay. I said, Well, maybe I should Atlanta I'm closer to Atlanta. She goes, No, 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 don't don't go to Atlanta. You have to come here to the FBI building. Like I can meet you at your parents' house. Why? Or right. That's what I'm thinking. Why? And I went, you know, I said, I have a question for you. I said, I've asked you three times now. Does this include everything? You have yet to say it includes everything. Does this include Atlanta and other things? And she goes, we're going to catch you eventually. And I went, oh, no, 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 no. And I said, does this include Atlanta? And she said, the U.S. attorney in Tampa can't speak for the U.S. for what's happening in Atlanta. Oh. That's between you and Atlanta. But I can tell you, we I can make a phone call. I said, "Oh, you fucking almost had me seven years for what I did in Tampa. I'm going to get another seven years for the Atlanta and 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 another seven. I mean, I'm going to get. I'm thinking 15, 16 years at this point. You know, what's really unique. I just thought of this too with this whole story. You know, you've talked about during this time you're just a radical narcissist and all those things. But maybe it's because out of need because of the skill set you had and the things you did. But even if you were a radical narcissist, you were an unbelievable listener on details and being able to catch things from not just from, in this case, yeah, a yeah. cop, but like from all these people. That's like I've never really heard of that before. Narcissists huh. are always just – they don't hear a fucking thing. It's, but you had that. It's funny. I had a reporter who said it's odd that you're a narcissist. She said, and yet you – you love you've chosen a profession like writing and doing podcasts where you have to take interest in other people and and she said that's odd i said she goes what how do you think that that works and i said i think it works because it's in my best interest Mm. i said i said you're confusing listening for my best interest as opposed to actually caring about these people and caring what they're saying i'm caring because i'm gathering information for my for my benefit this is why i tell people matt cox is one of the most self-aware people i've ever talked to i mean like you really you know you I'm, don't give a shit i look at i'm sorry i feel bad i feel bad about that i wish i was a better person but i'm not so <laughs> i so i'm talking to her and she says to me and i'm like oh you fucking you know i can't fucking believe i said oh you almost had me you almost had me and and she goes, look, I can call, uh, I can I can work something out. I said, lady, I wouldn't believe you if you told me water was wet. <laughs> and I picked up the phone and I chucked it out the window. That was it. And the report just said that like I had contacted the that the call got dropped um, from the FOI. From, yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The FOIA came in and it was just like it was like and at this this many minutes the phone you know, the call was dropped. Like you don't you know. She explains what what was said in, in a in a th- uh, an FBI three hundred two. She just kind of briefly says what is. So, yeah. So, so now what? I mean, I drive straight to Charlotte. I, I'm I'm driving to Charlotte. You're going back to Charlotte. I'm going trying to Charlotte. I need a car. I've got a U-Haul van. Like I figure I need a car. <laughs> I can't drive around in a U-Haul van. <laughs> so I'm driving an empty U-Haul. You know, I'm you know, I'm bouncing <laughs> around. It's like this isn't sexy. Con men don't drive this. So I drive. Yeah, <laughs> I drive back. I actually drop off the U-Haul van. Um, yeah, I drop it off and I take a taxi. They, they used to have these things called taxis. So I, I take know a, what a taxi is. I take There's a taxi. Some in New York. I take a taxi back to um, to my apartment building, 
and I stop and I get out and I go upstairs to where my, I don't go to the apartment. I go to the apartment garage because that's where the car was. And Were I, you worried they traced this? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I was terrified. So, like, I, so I remember getting, when I got up there, I kind of like, I'm looking, but the, it was half empty. I guess there's almost nobody there. Like I'm looking around like there's no place to hide. Nobody's here. And there's no van, no black van with blacked out windows or anything. So I get in my car and I start the car and I drove. And as soon as I drive out of the apartment complex, I, the garage, I remember thinking, I'm good. I'm good. I've got this. I'm good. Like they're, they haven't. You did it again, Matt. <laughs> they haven't put it together. I'm good. So and I remember thinking, I need coffee. There's a Starbucks. So I drive Caddy corner, right around the corner to the Starbucks. And I get a parking space right up front. Like, what? Well, it's a once in a, a, a million, it's a once in a lifetime parking space. So, so I pull right up and I'm like, this is great. P- right in front. Everything's turning my way. Got the parking space, got the car. I'm good. I go in there. I say, hey. I walk in. I order the, my coffee. I turn around. There's two people from my apartment complex standing there. And they're staring at me. And this is like the fourth or fifth. I never paid my rent because obviously I'm ditching. So I look at them and they're like, they're staring at me. And then they, they start whispering. And I'm like, is this about my late, my, my rent not being paid? Like they're taking this serious. Like, look at these two. And they're, they're like, they're like, they won't look away. Like they're like, look at me. Finally, the woman, they're waiting for their coffee, by the way. They're standing like at the barista where I'm standing. Like I'm five feet away. And so, and it's, it's, so this is like the end of Breaking Bad when Walter White's walking around and they're like staring back, like everyone now knows who he is and they're all staring at me. He's like, hi. Like, that's what I'm pick- like, but you didn't uh-huh. realize it at all. No, I think it's no, I don't know. Listen, I'm not that bright. Like, like <laughs> these are all things that you realize later. You're like, that makes sense. Yeah. I remember that. So what happens is the, the woman walks out the back of the Starbucks, right? And so she walks out immediately like rushes out and goes and the guy's just staring at me they call his order he gets his little foam tray gets a bunch of coffees he's standing there and she's gone and i'm waiting waiting I, they call my order i get my my little vanilla latte or whatever it is okay i go to leave w- what i didn't know was that she had bolted out of there she went straight back to the apartment complex leasing office because she and he had just been interviewed by the u.s marshals and they were still there interviewing people. So they were she at the apartment. They were they were there. They were a block away, right around the around the block. While you, know? you had gone like in yeah. The well, I was I was safe. Remember, I left the parking lot. I was yeah. safe. Yeah. So I I that she rushes off, and I get in my car. I walk out. He follows me out. I get in my car. I put my coffee down. I start the car. I put my seatbelt on. I'm playing with the radio. He's standing there staring at me, and I'm thinking the fuck is going on i genuinely had not put it together then all of a sudden he starts screaming he's right here he's right here this is going to sound dramatic but it wasn't at the time um but i mean literally like i look in the rearview mirror and there are two guys in like dark gray i don't know what they were wearing you know jackets or what running towards the back of my car and i just was like fuck and he, the guy drops <laughs> drops the tray he's screaming like he's you know Kaiser Soze absolutely and I mean like if he had never screamed he never screamed I would have stayed there the only reason was he was so emphatic about it like if he had just waved his hand I wouldn't have known that you just sat in the car I I would have just sat I'm I'm, bro I'm I'm 
getting yeah, my shit. Coffee. I'm going yeah. for a long drive. Yeah. I'm getting my shit straight. So I, look, I just, and I was like, holy shit. And I fucking punch it and I pull into downtown traffic and just shoot down the road. And who were the guys running at you? Were those U.S. Marshals? Yeah. I found out later. Like I, I like when initially. You didn't even know then. No, because initially I was telling everybody it was the it was like the Secret Service. I was like, no, I think it was definitely it was the Secret Service or FBI, Secret Service, FBI. It wasn't until later I got the Marshals report where they say they had gone, they had talked to them, that they had just missed me, and they put a bolo out on my my a bolo, uh, uh, be on the lookout. Oh, so it's uh, be on the lookout for. Huh. And my my tag number, um, it's funny too because like when I, it's like you learn all these things. Like I remember buying a cell phone, right? Whenever I bought like the yeah, burn yeah, phone, yeah. but like I didn't know what kind of cell phone. It's not till I got the report where I found out like it was a Virgin Mobile. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those little things that when you order the Freedom of Information Act, you find these little tiny things. Like, wow, I did that. Yeah. Huh, well, cool. you know, it, it's, it's like oh, it was a what Virgin. Do you know? Mobile. I just put it like it was a prepaid cell phone. Yeah. And then like it's like when they run off, like they have like like at. At one fifteen, approximately one fifteen, this is what happened. I couldn't tell you when it was. I don't know if it was at eight in the morning. I don't know. It was actually early because I dropped off the stuff. And it was the next day mm. in the morning when I dropped off the writer early. Like I got there before anybody got there, and I was just waiting around. Um, so it was still, and I remember there was a line. Like well, I was in there a while. Same thing. If they hadn't been so emphatic, the cops, the the U.S. Marshals would have walked right up on me. Hey, Mister Cox. Ah, fuck. You know, but instead I hit the gas, I take off. And that sounds great. Don't you you see my car peeling out sideways like I'm fishtailing down the road? That's not really what happened. Like I'd already seen there was no cars there. I just kind of pulled off and just drove off, you know, hit the gas. Very anticlimactic. Yeah. You know, and when, you know, when you hit the gas and the the new cars, like they got the anti-slip thing. So there was no peeling out. There's no fishtailing. You just gone. And these guys are standing, you know, it sounds like, like, like it's, it makes it sound like the fingertips were just touching the back bumper. As, eh, they were maybe 60, 70 feet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> still, still, you know, I think that. Is um, this still 05, by the way? This is still 05. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what happens is, um, anyway, w- what ends up happening is I drive straight down the street and I pull over at a homeless facility and I interview three guys. <laughs> because, listen, there was there were three guys that they were like in their 30s and they were white guys. They in were their, prime. <laughs> they were white guys in your 30s. Trust me, you you can't let that go by. Like I was like, I was like maybe a mile or two down the road. Like I'm like, well, I'm driving and then I'm going and my heart's beating. And then I'm like, oh, white guys, homeless. <laughs> Time to take a survey. Pull over. I've got the survey forms in the car. I get out. Hey, fellas, I work for the Salvation Army. Oh, like a kid in Toys R Us. Like, can you imagine? Oh like, there's, there's, I'm sitting there taking the survey. And there's cop cars like whipping by, <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm sitting there like mother's your, maiden name. What's your social exactly social security number? <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. Looks, they look pretty I upset. I can't believe you didn't have the bell. You needed the Salvation Army. Something's, bell. <laughs> something's definitely happening. I don't know. Where, where'd you go to high school? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, whew. I get in the car. I drive all the way to all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. I get to Nashville. Um, so I get to Nashville. I drive around um, Green Hills. Super what's nice. your favorite city for fraud? By the way, it's a good for time to ask fraud. That. Yeah, like what's the most fraud friendly place? This is perfect. This is a perfect segue for that okay. because I get to Nashville. I'm driving around looking for a place. I I've stopped at a at like a Kinko's. Like so, the night before I got to Nashville, right? I immediately go into what there used to be these in Kinko's. Kinko's, right is now, that like they, a sex shop. No, Kinko's is now um, the uh, 
um, UPS stores. Okay. Yeah. So I go into a UPS store, you know, where they have the boxes and they, yeah, have, they yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I go into a UPS store or like a FedEx, go into like a FedEx and I order like a hundred cards, business cards. So I get a, I get a, a burner phone. I get a bunch of cards made up for a company called Manufactured Funding Group. I say that I'm an acquisition specialist. I put my, you know, I put the name, um, I use the name um, Joseph Carter because one of the guys that I had met was Joseph Marion Carter Jr. I didn't want to be a Marion, so it was Joseph. So I went by Carter. So it was just Joseph Carter. So I get a business cards with the phone number with a, a P.O. box going to the UPS store. And I've got these business cards and a phone. I get, I'm driving around looking for a place. I've stayed in a hotel the, that night. So the next morning I'm driving around. It's whatever. It's like 11 o'clock or something. And as I'm driving through Green Hills, super nice area. Um, you know, I want to stay in a nice area. So I'm driving and I look and there's an older guy, probably in his late 60s, putting a sign in the front yard of a house. It actually ends up being like a townhouse, but it didn't look like a townhouse. So I see him putting the sign in the front yard and I, boom, I pull in. <laughs> I hop out. I have no ID. I have How nothing. much? And I said, hey, uh, you, are you renting the place? And the guy goes, uh, yeah. So we walk inside. It's like a... Is it a two-bedroom, two-bedroom, two-bath or something? I look at it. I come back down. I said, okay. I said, um, what? I said, here. I said, give my business card. And I said, hey. I said, I just moved to the area, blah, blah, blah. I'm from, you know, wherever. I said I was from Charlotte, wherever. I said, I'm from here. Just moved here. Been with the same company. But this is what I do. And I said, um, what are you looking for exactly? I said, do you need to pull my credit? Do you need to, you know, what are you looking for? Uh, first month, last month, what? And he, and he goes, he looked at me. He looked me up and down. He looked at the car I was driving, and he said, "I'll take." He goes, "You look like an honest young man." <laughs> he said, "I'll just take the first month and last month's rent." And I thought, <sighs> and I remember thinking, "I'm gonna like it here. They're very, they're very, <laughs> they're very trusting, very trusting people in Nashville." And I thought, "This is gonna be a good town for me." <sighs> yeah. So I count out the cash. Don't even have a bank account. Give him cash. Do you mind cash? Nah, of course not. Bro. Love no, cash. Love cash. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Gives me the keys. Get the electric and water. I had to stay in a hotel again for like a night or two. Get the water and electric turned on. Um, get some uh, some some cheap furniture. Not cheap furniture. Like I get I get a nice bed and everything. Uh, bedroom furniture, but you know, get some basic furniture. Now you're go settle the loan again. On that house? Did the mortgage? No, no, no. Uh, this I, was I don't. Literally just a place to stay. Just a place. Like I'm uh-huh. I'm planning on laying low. Got it. So I lay low. I start dating. I actually get in that. I actually get in my car and I drive the Infinity all the way back to to um, Charlotte. I leave it in long term parking. I get in on a plane and I fly back. This is after I got my ID, by the way, because I get my. I ordered all my documents within about a week. I have everything I need to be Joseph Carter. I then get a driver's license as Joseph Carter. And as soon as I get the driver's license, I then drive the car back to Charlotte. I leave it in Charlotte because I don't want them to find this car in Nashville. I want them to be a. De- I want Charlotte to be a dead end. What are you doing for money, though? I've got like a hundred, almost a hundred grand. Remember? Well, yeah, you had to be blowing through some of that. I am, but let's say I'm down to twenty. I mean, it doesn't take that much to set me up. Like for twenty. So are you plotting the next move of now? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, but You're making I, it sound like you aren't. That's no, no I want to hang out for a while. And then just a few months. Like I start dating. You know, I, I get on match. 
Um, I get on plenty of fish. You know, I get. Was on... that your profile picture? The the wanted. Poster? No, I had better. I I I had a picture that was the um, equivalent of uh, Magnum from uh, Zoolander. Like I did the oh. whole. Like you do now on your YouTube stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I might put it on this thumbnail. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely. So I, I give him. Uh, I think I give him Magnum or, or or. What was the other one he had? Blue Steel. Yeah, it was Blue Steel. Blue Steel or Magnum or what was the other one? He wasn't La Tigra. He wasn't like, you're not ready for La Tigra. <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> so whatever though. Well, so, how, like how far are you past the hair transplant now? It was successful obviously. So like yeah, is everything you looking normal? Yeah, I've had mul- I had surgeries in a couple different places. You, you understand that Becky, Becky had multiple surgeries too, by the way. What do you have done to her? Oh, she, not me. Not me. I didn't have anything done. She wanted a boob job she wanted a tummy tuck she wanted lipo Great. she wanted so, she's motivated yeah, i like that because trust me yeah. when she got caught she got her her first thing was he made me get a boob job i didn't want one he made me you like, had a woman who wanted to look better hey that's that's great man <laughs> so anyway i start dating i end up dating this chick named amanda gardner this is um, several months in. Real name or alias? No, real name. Okay. Amanda Gardner. Shout out, Amanda. How are you? Um, it's funny because she always gets contacted by like people for to do stuff, on, <laughs> and she's always like, "Yeah, I can. I'm not. I can't do that." Like she works for like the State Department or something, or like oh, the no. Department of Defense or something. Yeah, she's God, like, "I can't." Back then, she did. No, I was no. gonna say, fuck. No, she was ex-military. She had just gotten out of the military. She had a little boy. We started dating. Um, she, within a few months, she's moved in. Uh, and and actually, what happened was by this with point, the kid? huh? With the kid? Yeah, I'm not a child molester. No, I know, so, but still, like you're, you know, you're living a wild life now. Is a kid around? Yeah, yeah, he's like five. <laughs> so, he's um, independent. So <laughs> he's pretty. Yeah, he's driving himself to school. He's he's doing his own thing. You know, that's what you were thinking. Oh, he's old enough. He's doing his own thing. So, um. <laughs> Uh, what ends up happening is I, I go into Nashville, an area of Nashville called um, <laughs> Napier. It's a Napier subdivision. It's right next to the uh, sub, right next to the projects, and I buy a bunch of houses. So I I buy a bunch of houses, and um, and th- these are houses that are the, the area is selling for fifty sixty thousand. So I buy a bunch of houses that are selling for sixty seventy thousand that have been rehabbed. Like like a rehab oh. house, which is completely renovated house, so is selling for seventy five. Right. Wow. Well, I go in there and I convince four different people to owner finance their houses, and they owner finance their houses, and then I record the value of those sales at like two hundred thousand, one seventy five, one seventy nine, like one eighty five, two hundred two hundred five thousand, like really high. And I then, I then I create a website for. Uh, a company called uh, Nashville Restoration Project. And I put banners on the front of all these places that say Nashville Restoration Project with the at, with the uh, website. And I'm trying to Nash- build the community up, Absolutely. doing a nice it's, thing. It's urban renewal. <laughs> so trying to gentrify the area. So um, what, what ends up happening is that I, I do this and um, – I I can put this so I do this and then I, I'm not satisfying the loans, but the values are so high, and I've convinced these people to own or finance them that I almost immediately turn around. I have to wait a few months because 
Joseph Carter doesn't have great credit scores right now. I have to wait six months. Mm. So at six months, I then refinance, start refinancing the house. I'm in the middle of refinancing all these houses when I meet Amanda. Mm. So I, I, I refinance them. And uh, uh, like, I mean, literally, I'm getting checks for 190,000, 150,000. I, I bought the house for like 55 or 60. And I'm paying off. Here's your 60,000. I keep 60. And then I've got pay, minimal payments. I rent the houses out. I then go buy more houses and renovate those houses, clean them up a little bit, refinance those houses. So just stacking. Right. And by this point, I'm dating Amanda. At some point, Does she have any idea? By the way, she so at some point I explained her because she's very worried. Like I, I go to Thanksgiving dinner, um, or Thanksgiving, and we have Thanksgiving at her parents' house, which is in in um, in a, uh, it's in a um, Jacksonville, Florida. So you have to go to Jacksonville. You went to Florida. It was Jacksonville, so <laughs> it's on the it's on the cut. So I I go there, and her mom, like like Amanda, is. You know, she's constantly like, look, like it doesn't make sense. Like you moved here. You have no pictures of anybody. You have everything you own is brand new. Like you don't have a shirt that's more than six months old. Like you don't have anything that's like this, something's happening. I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening. Like I didn't want to lie to her. You know, I'm just like, look, I'm not you a know? pictures guy. Yeah. You, you ask a lot of questions, you know, <laughs> so like and so I, I basically. What's your name this time again? Oh, I'm Carter. Carter. Joseph. Right. It was Joseph yeah, Carter, but I go by Carter. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, um, and she's just like, something's up, something's up. She's always asking. Her mom is like, he's married. No, no, her mom, her dad's like, he's probably married. Her mom is saying, I think, her, no, I think her mom said I was married, and her dad said I was, they, they think they believed that I was in the witness protection program because they said he used to own a mortgage company or something in in Tampa. Then he, he, he. Oh, he, you told him that. I told her. I don't know what exactly I told her, that I owned a lender or I worked in the industry. And then I said, I've traveled for a little bit and now I've relocated here. And I just don't talk to anybody in Tampa. Why not? I just don't. Like, I don't want to lie about it. I just, you could pass as like Joey Changlini or something. I could see you as like, true. you know, running the South Florida crew for somebody. Untrue. It could work. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I just tell her all that. And you know, I tell her that. It's, and she eventually... um but yeah, they they think something's wrong. I'm refinancing these properties in the middle of this whole thing. She ends up I've got a corporate lawyer who's opening up corporations for me. And at some point she the corporate lawyer I sent something to the corporate lawyer. She didn't get it. I asked Amanda to resend it. And when she goes into my Word documents, she sees like letter to mom and dad. Like she looks through my stuff. And oh, she no. looks it up and it says Georgia Margaret Cox and then it says it said, you know, I signed it Matthew. So she looks up Matthew Cox and she sees fraud and she sees this, you know, most wanted, uh, you know, Secret Service is most wanted. Um, and I'm like, holy shit. So so then that night I went to go turn my computer off or something and I go to close it out and the last file that was open shows up. Oh, no. And so I go to close like Word or something. I go click it and I see letter to mom and dad. So I hit the fucking history bar and it's just, you know, all these articles and everything. And she's acting like nothing's wrong. Are you waiting for the door to pop in? No. No, I, I just walk in. I'm like, what did you do? What did you do? Because she knows something's up. And she's like, I'm like, what did you do? And she's like, she breaks down crying. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't realize. I, I just stumbled upon it. I didn't mean to. I should have never looked it up. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, my God. I got to leave. Like, you can't know who I am. So 
we have a you know a pretty frank conversation and she begs and pleads me to not leave she loves me she's she's sorry she d- would never do it again she'll wow. never mention the name she won't tell anybody no problem okay fine so we're hanging out we're doing great we're we're now buying houses renovating them selling them refinancing them doing whatever like we're now kind of turning trying talking about turning it into like a, a normal business and and yeah, we're traveling not, yeah I'm I'm trying to think back because there's so much to keep track of but that part there's not crime in that. That's no, just yeah. No, I mean there's up. crime because it's crime because I'm not the person I say I am. I'm, I'm well doing that it. part. Yes, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so I'm just fit buying. But the actual action is technically provided value of like moving houses for real. Right. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like I'm not. So we're traveling. You know, I've dated her for over a year. So it's been over a year at this point. Like we're now all we're in 06. Yeah, we're in 06. We're in late 06. Yeah. So now it's late 06 because it's late 05 when I met her. So it's now late 06. I mean, you haven't talked to Calderon in a while. Right? No, I don't talk to anybody. I mean, listen, we I've got fake everything, passports. I've got dozens of IDs. I got dozens of everything's going on. I got all kinds of stuff. We, and she and I are traveling. Like we're going to, we go to, we, we go to Italy. We go to Greece. We go to Croatia. Like I'm traveling all over. We're, I'm going all over the place. Like we're having a blast. Wow. You know, she's got everything. I buy her a new car. I buy this. I mean, anything she needs and, you know, you want whatever you want to do. Um, What's your favorite place you traveled to? Uh, I would say, I would say probably Venice was Venice super sick. fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and, and I think, and part of it is, I, I think, and this is silly, you know, there's just no like the no cars thing. I like, yeah, I don't know why it's so. I, I don't want to say romantic, but it, it, it is. There's a, a romantic kind of a, like you're stepping back in time kind of yes. a feel to it, and everything's a cobblestone street. Like there's just nothing. It's just like really stepping back in time. It's kind of weird. Like when you're stand, I forget what the one big square is called. Like the big plaza that's on the water. Is it Saint the- Peter's or and it's I think the, that's the, there's it. a basilica, Saint Peter's Basilica. I is think there. that's literally it. And it's like when you're standing there, that's the only wide open part and then you stare out, it's just this ocean. You're like, wait, we're it, we're on land, but we're not really on no, land. No, you're not. You're really kind of being lifted up. Yeah. And then they, they have that that tower that is leaning. It's not the leaning tower. It it is a leaning tower. It's red brick. I don't remember. And it's that. actually slightly leaning. It's actually fallen over before. This is it, it's it's off to the side of the and it, it's Anyway, beautiful place. Anyway, so you were traveling with her a bunch. Yeah, it's late yeah. 06. She knows what you do, but now you're doing like some kind of legitimate business a little bit. Right. And so at that point, she she's constantly Googling me because she's terrified. Like she's, she's you know, um, concerned. Like, you know, girls are concerned about you. So she's constantly looking. And at one point, we're in the dentist office or dentist office, I think, and she's looking through like a bloomberg business week or something and she comes across an article uh, that said it's called sharks in the housing pool and it's an article on becky and i that bloomberg business week had done on us oh that's where you got the, wow. the shark shark in the house right There's, this was sharks in the housing pool but yeah so it talks about becky and i and it's got my picture and she's God, like she what? even got credit for it too yeah she got credit for your work and she took definitely your money. got definitely got credit for it because she, she got some time so um so Amanda sees it. Amanda's like, holy shit. Like, we're sitting there and she's like, boom. I'm like, ho, ho, <laughs> Like, that's a national magazine. Yeah. Keep in mind, too, now the Chicago Tribune is running articles, the St. Pete Times, the Tampa Tribune, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The, you know, it, it, it's, it's getting, like, it's, it's getting bad. Yeah. Um, and then one day, 
uh, Fortune Magazine does an article. She finds out Fortune Magazine's coming out. And it's Becky. It's an interview with Becky. She'd been caught. Becky got caught because she confided. I was told there's two different things. Becky says she was working as a waitress. She said after about a year or so, she said I got bored. And I was going to – she was going to cosmetology – she was going to, to do hair, right? Mm. Cosmetology school? Yeah, I think that maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. She's going to hair yeah. school. Beauty school. Beauty something. school. So she's going to beauty school. And uh, she's working to, to just to have something to do. Like she's got a couple cars. She's, she hadn't worked in over a year. And she figured I just needed something to do. So I got this little job at a bar next to my house. I'm going to school. And she says – that a couple guys from the U.S. Marshal's office came in and recognized her and then went and got her poster and came back and looked at her and then said, oh, it's her. And, they, and then they followed her for a couple of days and they arrest her at school. Mm. What the Secret Service told me <laughs> was that Becky had been in contact with her mother and, and, and had confided – in one conversation she confided that she was living in Houston, Texas. In another conversation she told her mother – that – and she never said her mother, by the way. She, she just said – they just said a family member. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me mother. But her mother was the only person she really would have right. contacted. Right. So then she, in another conversation, uh, she told her, I'm going to uh, beauty school. So the mother contacted the US, US uh, Secret Service and said she's in a beauty school in Houston, Texas. They just canvassed those schools, showed her picture. Somebody said that's her. They went straight to her fucking – straight to the, her classroom. And rushed in on her with fucking guns. Boom. Hey, get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. In the middle of class. Drag- was she on Olaf when they did this? I don't know. But here's what was so funny was when I got caught, you know what they told me? They said literally the whole – like the 30, 45-minute drive all the way to the Secret Service's um, office, they said the entire time she said, I don't know who Rebecca Houck is I'm my name is Rebecca Hickey. You guys fucked up. You're gonna lose your job. I'm gonna sue you. You've embarrassed me. You made a mistake. You need to let me go. Like I don't know. They're showing pictures of me. She's like, I don't know who that is. You have no. You have no fucking. Idea. You, you really fucked up. And they got all. They said denied it until we actually put her hand on the scanner. And she goes, Okay, I'm Rebecca Howard. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, you taught her well. You taught her well on the way there, bro. Huh? When they caught me and they said you are Mr. Cox, I said, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, All right, so how did but how did it get there? We skipped that it, part. Well, it, it it got there because the fortune um, fortune had come out, and out. I remember we, we read Fortune, and so now we're there's more and more magazines coming out. It's getting bad, and then eventually Amanda finds out that that uh, there's that Dateline NBC News is doing a program on me, and she goes, "Holy shit!" There, Becky's been caught. She'd done an interview with Dateline. They're interviewing people. She went to the website. She goes through the website. She didn't interview while she was in process? Like going through the legal system? Yeah. Yeah. You, when you're with the marshals, you can, be, you can be interviewed in prison. But she was interviewed on camera while in the U.S. Marshals holdover for Dateline. Wow. Her lawyer arranges the whole thing. Wait, what's a holdover? Like, the- Well, it's, when you get caught in the federal system, before you're sentenced, the marshals are holding right, you. Right, right, right. They wait for you to get sentenced. Once you're sentenced, you go into the BOP. So they may put you at like MCI in Miami or something? Yes, or, or they'll put you in a, in a local county jail, and they'll have a special contract and special wing or something, Got a special it. pod for them. So anyway, yeah, she just um, – yeah. 
So she's interviewed. It comes out. Well, it's coming out, and Amanda Amanda finds out. This is in November. Like Amanda's freaking out. She's like, "Oh my god, they're coming out. They're coming out. They're gonna they're gonna do this thing." And so I'm like, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna refinance the house. All these houses. I start satisfy all the loans. I'm gonna refinance it. I'm gonna get. I've already gotten out. I borrowed like three and a half million dollars, I think, in Nashville at this point. So now I'm gonna refinance and get out two or three million dollars." I'm going to get, I don't know what I was thinking I was going to get, $2 million, $4 million, $1 million, I don't know. So I'm going to refinance these properties. I'm going to pull out a bunch of money. I'm going to, we're going to pull out a bunch of money in cash. We're going to launder that money back into a bunch of, pro, into, a, a, into some corporations, and we're going to um, Australia. Because Australia at the time had a policy, they probably still do, where if you showed up in Australia, they would make you a permanent resident alien you don't have to get your fingers printed. If you want to become a citizen, you have to get your fingers printed. But you could show up there with a – if you showed up there with $250,000 and a business plan, you get to be a permanent resident alien. You can buy property, sell property. You can open a business, but you cannot be – you cannot work there. So I can open a business and hire Aussies. And stay there forever. Stay there, get a driver's license, like everything. I can't vote, obviously. I can buy property. I can sell property. You can retire there basically. But – you you cannot work there. Like I can't – I can open a, a job. I can open a business and hire them, but I can't get employed there. So they had this policy, and all I have to do is show up with a business plan of 250. I'm showing up with a lot more. So that's that was our plan. So we start pulling out cash. You were leaving the country. Oh, I'm out of here. And you're like, I'm never coming to. back to America. Well, I have to because at this point – Did you think about that though? Like I'm never going to be able to come back to my home country? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't need to see these people anymore. I'm done with them. So what – it's not that great. Anyway, I mean I, I know. I know everybody. Oh, Americans. You know, it's all right. It's all right. But in, in, you know, if you want to start a business and you want to try and make it big and anything, America has got a pretty good system for that. But to be honest, let's face it. I don't need to do that. I can go to Australia. I can rent a bunch of jet skis, buy some fucking houses, and kick back and just, just – Fix doors and windows and and do pl- I could just be a be a basic handyman for the rest of my life and live off of three or four million dollars in real estate. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah. So we're 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 ready to leave. And just before, so we're pulling money out. And Becky and I, oh Becky and I, Amanda and I had been seeing this girl, uh, a chick named Trina, and we've been she was the third wheel. Yeah, we've been messing around with this chick Trina. She's coming over a couple times a week. You know what's nice. happening. I don't have to get into it. Yeah. Um. So you know she likes party. she likes Amanda a lot. I thought she liked me a lot. She seemed very happy with me, uh, with the situation. <laughs> Apparently, she liked Amanda a lot more than me. And I mean, keep in mind too, we're, I'm I'm we're we're all hanging out a lot. So, um, what what ends up happening is, um, I one night. Or we're asking people to cash checks for us, construction mm-hmm. workers, friends, contractors. She asked Trina to cash a bunch of checks. I am assuming that that sparked a conversation with why are you asking me to cash all these checks? Right. And she, Amanda most likely confided in her because Trina calls the Secret Service. Oh, no. Yeah, and tells them this is who this guy is. That's the worst third wheel ever. Right. Bad. So this is who he is. This is what's going on. She negotiates over the course of several days. She negotiates like a ten thousand uh, dollar reward. And keep in mind, I'd have paid her. I'd have given her a million dollars. I'd give her every worth to her. I'd have given her everything I had for a ten minute head start. Like you could still call. 
just give me a 10 minute head start. I've given her everything, $10,000. So it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Poor business move. It's like that guy back in Tampa is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need 500, yeah, 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? $1,000. So, Are you serious? <laughs> so what's funny is, um, so yeah, she calls and I end up one night, I'm sitting there and boom, the front door gets kicked in. Two guys rush in with, with guns and masks and oh, scream. No, I get a home invasion. So they grab Amanda and her son, throw us all, put us on the ground in the, in the bedroom, lay us all down, throw a blanket over us, search the whole house, steal a bunch of money. Not all of it. Like they didn't find stuff that's here and there. Like they get some money, probably a few hundred thousand. They grab a, a whole bunch of stuff and then they leave. And I think I was set up by like a construction worker. One of the construction workers had – I had by this point, I had moved into the J.C. Napier area, and I owned like 20 houses in the area. So – and I – yeah, and you know, this is a white guy living in a black neighborhood. He's got a lot of money. They see a lot of cash. They rob me. So somebody set me up and robbed me. And the only reason I say that is because that's what the that's what the cop said. <laughs> the, the, Might have like, been the cop. <laughs> the detective the detective that showed up said, "Look, you're a white guy living in a black neighborhood," uh. and he goes, "You need to get out of here." And I went, "What do you mean?" He said, "Look, what they didn't steal before, they're going to come back and steal." He said, "You need to get you and your girlfriend or kid out of this neighborhood." And you weren't nervous because there was a cop in there while you're like all over. No, all... I'm not worried. Okay. It's just a local cop. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, we fill out the report. And I so then so I end up going to a hotel, but they took everything. So the only thing I have is a passport in the name of Walter Holcomb. Not even Joe Carter. No. So I just have a passport in, in Holcomb. They took all all of our driver's licenses and a, one of our cars, everything. So and th- they did this quick too. They were in and out in like five minutes. Mm. So I go to a hotel, check in as Walter Holcomb, and the next day I get a phone. No, two days later. We're now looking at other places. Like, we're just going to buy another place. This is like December, maybe? No, this is uh, mid-November. Okay. So I get a phone call from Trina. We it, Keep in mind, they took our cell phones, so it took a couple of days to get new cell phones. This but, is the third wheel? Yes. They call, Trina calls and says, hey, where where are you? And I, she says, I've been calling you and Amanda for, for like two, three days now. And I went, well, well you know, we're in a, in a hotel. We had a home invasion. Um, a couple of guys came in with masks. They this. She says, well, where are you? No, oh my God, are you guys okay? Oh my gosh, are you, you know, nothing. Like I just told you that they put a five-year-old on the ground and a woman on the ground and all of us <laughs> on the room at gunpoint. Where are you? So I just told you I'm in a hotel. What hotel? I mean, we're at, I'm at the Marriott. Like, I, I don't know what hotel, oh, but it was like, I'm at the Marriott. And she goes, is, Man, is Amanda there? And I went, um, Amanda's like, she was taking a shower. She's taking a shower. She goes, she goes, well, tell her to call me back. I said, okay. <laughs> I hang up the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? I tell her, hey, that was Trina. She says, I don't want to deal with her. Next morning, I go to work. I have like a 5,000 square foot uh, warehouse, by Jesus the way. Jesus Christ. Um, for the construction stuff. Um, so Amanda's taking Cameron to school in the morning, dropping him off. And Trina calls. She goes, hey, she goes, she goes where did you say you're staying? And I said, I'm at like the Marriott. She goes, well, I called there. And they said, you're not staying there. And I went, because now, so what had happened was the Secret Service went there. And they went there and said, "We, what room is Joseph Carter in? They said, Joseph Carter's not here. I was there as Walter Hall. Oh, right. You had to, oh, my God. So they then have to go back to her and say, well, you better call. Call him back. Because they've been staking out my house now for three days. They showed up the day after the home invasion. It's oh now been three God. days. 
So they're like, what's going on? Has he fled? Like, uh, so she calls back. She, and, I, and I say, look, I, I'm telling you, that's where I fucking am. She goes, well, where are you now? So I'm at the fucking office. Oh, no. And she goes, you're at the office. Is Amanda there? Is Cameron there? I said, no, Amanda's dropping off Cameron. Why don't you call her cell phone? She's got a cell phone. She goes, okay. She hangs up the phone. I then get a phone call from the local police saying, hey, can you meet us at your house? Because I had surveillance cameras and I had footage of the inva- home invasion. She goes, they go, we want to get a copy of that inva- phone- home invasion footage. Had they been tipped off as to who you are? Yeah. Okay. It's all yeah. set up. Yeah. So I get in my car. I'm driving there. And as I'm driving there, Amanda calls me. And Amanda goes, oh, my God, Carter, where are you? I said, I'm on my way to the house. The cops just called. She goes, oh, my God. She said, Trina's freaking out. I don't know what's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. I go, what do you mean? What's wrong? She goes, I'm just, I'm worried about her. And I went, okay, well, she doesn't know anything. So what, what are you worried about? She goes, look, I, I think I fucked up. So what do you mean you fucked up? What does that mean? So I'm getting out of the car at this point. I'm walking towards my house and three, maybe four black SUVs pull up and lock up their brakes. And a bunch of guys jump out um, in all in black, you know, in vests and start screaming, get on the ground, get on the ground. My first thought was I'm being robbed again. <laughs> I'm getting like this has got Son to stop. This is really a bad neighborhood. Money's up there. <laughs> I'm not even in my house. So, uh, and then I see the it says Secret Service on the front of it. There, there are things in white. Oh man! And they're pointing guns and they put me on the ground. They handcuff me and they sit me up and they brush me off and they said, um, they hold up a piece of paper and the guy goes, "Oh, I don't think it's him." He goes, "No, no, it's him. It's him." He goes, "No, man, I look at him. Isn't he?" Goes, "No, look at his eyes. It's him. It's him." He goes, oh, it's him. He says, it is you, Mr. Cox, right? You are Matthew Cox, right? And I went, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Unlike Becky, I wasn't gangster. I didn't hold out right 45 away. minutes to an hour. I went, <laughs> I mean, I'm done. And so he, he says, yeah, we've been looking for you. I said, oh, okay. So then I go back to their station. They print me. And then, of course, they, they question Amanda. And Amanda shows up while they're at my house. Like, Did she end up getting charged with anything? No, she didn't get charged with anything. Okay. So they, she goes immediately to our safety deposit box. She removes the safety deposit box of all of its money and pulls out a bunch of passports and goes and IDs and, and other people's names and goes straight to the Secret Service agent's uh, office and goes, I just checked my, my box and I found all of this in, in the box. Didn't turn into cash. So she's like, uh, yeah, I, I had no idea. I knew we had one and he must have put that in there. And of course, this is when they were talking to me later. They're like, it's funny she said that because we checked. You've never checked the P- that, that box. You've never opened it. You've never been in there. They said, mm-hmm. so she must have put those there. And I was like, I don't know. She just cut her losses once this went down. Oh, very quickly. Yeah. So uh, she got a lawyer. And of course, she, she didn't know anything. She didn't do anything. She's willing to cooperate. She, whatever. Um, and yeah, so I got arrested and they handcuffed me. And the, the Secret Service agent came down immediately and said, we'd like to talk to you. And I said, I really want an attorney first. And then they eventually move me and, you know, takes them a while to move me all the way down to the point where I get an attorney in Atlanta. They consolidated all my cases in Atlanta. But I mean, like, that's all, like me being locked up in the first day and the whole thing, like that's a whole nother fucking thing. And we've been, how long have we been going? I was just going to say, Matt Cox, you did it again. What? I did not expect that. This one I did not expect. But like I kind of knew, I guess, like halfway through this time. But like we're going to leave off when you went to prison. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother chapter. Oh, listen, that's a huge chapter. I'll see you in November. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have this, to think, too, like, I got 26 years. Bro, we're going to talk like, about how, all of it. But I didn't t- do 26 years. Exactly. They didn't count on on me being as cunning and cutthroat 
And resourceful. And resourceful as I am. And that's a whole a stack whole of bricks right thing. there. All right. Well, we will do it. This was a good one again. All right. I'll see you in November. Absolutely. All right. Everybody else, you know what it is. <laughs> Give it a thought. Get back to me. Peace.